Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How? How can fire do stone? What kind of device could bring down the world? If the wall is breached, Helm's Deep will fall. Even if it is breached, it would take a number beyond reckoning. Thousands to storm the keep. Tens of thousands. But, my lord, there is no such force. A new power is rising. It's victory. Is at hand! This night, the land will be stained with the blood of Rohan! March to hell's deep! Leave none alive! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Woo! tonight just me and tim and we're going to be talking about uh the biggest movie hollywood has to offer as of right now and one of the probably made on a nickel shoestring rubber monster movie you'd ever fucking want spookies had more money than these guys 
Yeah, it's spookies. I, I bet you Killer Dead had more money than these guys. <laughs> Curse of the Blue Lights. But what's going on, Tim, sir? Uh, not much. Just uh, I, I literally had to put off Curse of the Blue Lights because I ate so much yesterday. I passed out. Wow. I, w- I wanted you to mail me a kebab. <laughs> things look so good. I was so hungry, too. When you fucking sent me that picture, that I had to go get Taco Bell. And I literally, dude, I, I, the kid and I were eating all those. I ate hamburgers I made. I ate steaks. Jesus. I ate sausage that I was making on the grill. Damn. I was just so bloated. I was like, I'm going to sleep. It's 11 o'clock. <laughs> Holy shit. I've done that before. I, I usually end up doing that. You know, you fucking, I'm, I'm to the age now where if I eat something, oh, it's time to go to bed. Or at least take a nap 20 minutes later. Mm-hmm. It's going to kill me. I'm just going to fucking die a fat, old, lazy man. <laughs> I cannot fucking wait. Well, oh. I, I wanted to do it just for the mere reason. Uh, I, like, I've been working a ton. and Me too. I, one of my presents I got from a birthday was a couple of steaks. And I was like, okay, of course I got to do this now. <laughs> so I was like... I'm just going to start cooking up. And the wife was like, hey, I got all these vegetables. Do you want hot sausage kebabs? I was like, yes. Who says no to a question like that? I don't know. But that's what started the whole thing. That and I have a ton of birthday beer in my refrigerator that I had to keep drinking. Birthday beer. It kind of looked like Ed Quinlan's refrigerator. Oh, man. I'm still pissed off that I am not on Ed Quinlan's fucking beer fridge of ultimate destruction or something. I don't know what you want to call it. I'm angry, Ed. Anyway, let's get on with this. Or unless I know you said you wanted to talk about some Cleveland Browns action. Oh, yeah. So we At some point, we got to, now that the draft is out of the way and they sign free agents, we got to have a football hour. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we sure do. Because I, I haven't, we, you haven't mentioned anything, you haven't talked about it, I haven't even seen Rick post anything about it recently. So, I know who the Steelers drafted, I like their the, draft, they went to they the... draft? I didn't even pay They up. literally went all defense. They drafted two guys, I think an offensive tackle, and like a punt returner, and then they just, like literally the first... Four rounds went to defensive guys, and three of the four, I think, were secondary people, which they needed. I'm so, surprised you guys didn't go quarterback, because Roethlisberger's getting up there, and he doesn't have the legs, you know. No, but he has the arm still, right. and that's the thing, and he has the brains. But the other thing is, too... You never know when he's going to get thrown in jail for rape, Tim. Honestly, you got to have a... <laughs> Gotta have that backup out there. A, I, well, he's not getting into any of that trouble anymore. But A, I think there's been, I don't know if you listen to what they, like, other people say, like, what's going on in the draft about quarterbacks. Like, they did, I believe they found some guy as a free agent they kind of liked as a backup. And they already had two quarterbacks signed as backups. Oh, and I know Vic, or, yeah, what they, Vic is it? He's gone. They, yeah, they, they released kept, him, right? Yeah, they kept Landry Jones and they signed Bruce Gradkowski for one more year. Uh, I saw a funny story that said they drafted Johnny Manziel for one year, but it was a fake story, and it was like they hired him as the janitor for eleven seventy five an hour. 
<laughs> but the backup quarterback, like, should they be looking for a franchise guy? Uh, possibility. The sad part is, too, uh, Roethlisberger has a chance to be another Manning or another Brady. He could be around for another five years. He's fucking, he's got those knees, dude. I know, I know. But the thing is, um, going back to my original point, listening to what some of these people are saying about the drafts this year and next year, they're saying there's really, unless you are like Cleveland or the Redskins, the Cowboys, unless you're like in those top five picks, there is literally no quarterbacks for the next two years that they believe that you should break the bank on. Well, I was pretty shocked on the one hand, but not really surprised on the other that uh, Goff and Wentz went one and two respectively. Or wait, yeah, right. Yeah. Goff went first, right? Uh, yeah, which surprised me. I was surprised that dude. I'm not surprised because they went to Cleveland and the L.A. Rams now. Both those guys need quarterbacks. Yeah, but I was just surprised uh, Goff. I, see, I didn't think he was first round. I didn't think he was first round material, but hey, whatever. <coughs> and it just, uh, but my, the, like I said, I think the Steelers did well in their draft today. They got to build up that secondary and their secondary is going to be young, but in another year, that secondary is going to be, if they do it right, that secondary is going to be nutsoid. So by the time they go in to decide, Hey, we need a new starting quarterback because this could go one or two ways. One, they actually go and get somebody that's worth getting in two years that will replace Roethlisberger. Or two, the Steelers will go in another 25-year hiatus or 30-year hiatus where Looking for they, a quarterback. Yeah, where they feel like a quarterback is not like something they need to do. Because they did that between Bradshaw and uh, Roethlisberger for the most part. They literally, the quarterbacks they drafted all sucked. And the free agents they would pick up, they would suck. They literally were maybe a half step, a step above some of the quarterbacks the Browns have had. All 44 of them. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, everybody kind of forgets, yeah, Steelers were still doing good, but they were doing good in spite of the quarterbacks they had because they had the likes of Neil O'Donnell, Cliff Stout, David Woodley, uh, uh, Bobby Brister, Mike Tomzak, uh, Kent Graham, just guys that couldn't throw the ball more than 20 yards, Cordell Stewart. Um, yeah, and guys that stood like a statue in the pocket. Constantly. Also Maddox. <laughs> yeah, which was a reason why he got burned out after a year. Like, people figured him out, and that's the problem. But I, I think Roethlisberger's still good, dude. But I wanted to ask you... What was your thoughts about the Browns, A, trading down, and B, I kind of liked who they drafted. They literally went into full rebuild mode, possibly for the first time ever. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm super happy with who we got. I, I looked some of these guys up, and they're putting out uh, those hype videos now that just are basically, you know, check out what all of our draft class did in, like, college and yeah, I'm really liking the quarterback they picked up from USC or yeah, California. I can't I always get USC and SCU mixed up. The Trojans. Yeah, they're USC. USC. Yeah, I like sure. I like that kid. I think they got him as as a steal. Uh, we drafted a dude named Scooby 
So yep. you can never go wrong doing that, even though uh, the show sucks. Um, this Ezekiel dude, I can't say his last name because he's a football player. <laughs> Ezekiel Cluggins, I don't know. <laughs> Ezekiel um, Cluggins, I was going to say, is he, was he on the Key, key and Peel yeah, show? He's, he's uh, poo, the, the Pez Poopsie, Ezekiel Cluggins. I think that guy's a the two the two defensive guys we picked up combined. I think uh, had like twenty eight point five sacks. Mm-hmm. The whole Browns had twenty seven sacks last season, so that that can't be that that's a, a vast improvement. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I that whole draft day, I was at work uh, just hiding in my corner, fucking around on my phone. <laughs> getting text messages from Rick and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, they're treating this like fucking Pokemon. They got to catch them all. They're drafting everybody. Yeah, but they got a lot of draft picks. And plus you got a couple more number one draft picks next year and the year after too. Yeah. They, they must've watched draft day, that movie or something. I don't know. But honestly, like I said, I felt like if anybody did something really good this time around, I thought it was them. I, I mean, they. I think they clearly realize, hey, we're gonna run Robert the Griffin the third into the ground for two years, uh-huh. and we're gonna give him some young wide receivers, but we're gonna run him into the ground big time. And well, they got him some protection now. They got the big defensive end and the other guy. Can't remember. I can't fucking remember who the other dude is that they got real. That's fucking good. I don't know. They went defense. For their their high picks, mm-hmm. and they got that quarterback, and, and that Corey Coleman looks like he's going to be an awesome wide receiver. It's just it's up to RG three because they're both from Rutgers, you know. It's yeah, up to Robert well, the third to throw to him now. I was going to say they got him. They got him a bunch of wide receivers. They you know it's a, it's going to be a very young team. It's going to be. Interesting. Oh, for sure. I'm not going to know anybody that's played. Yeah, for the next two years. But I think if they keep on doing what they're doing, I think they have a chance at well, some point. Dude, it is Cleveland. They could have a hundred draft picks, and they'd still. Yeah, but it just seems different this year. I don't know. <laughs> like I'm not happen. saying they're going to win ten games or anything <laughs> this year. I still think they're going to be five and eleven. I think they'll probably be six and yeah, six uh, and ten. But I just, I just believe, uh, I think they're on the right path, or at least they're set up to be on the right path. I should say. Sure, time will tell. I'm sure. It, we'll, we're Cleveland. We'll, we'll find a way to ruin everybody, or you know, we'll make them. We'll, we'll have somebody really good, and then we'll just trade them. Yeah. Uh, just out of nowhere. But anyway, we've lost John Cross with football talk. <laughs> Well, you know, we're, we're here getting ratings. We all need to make John Cross happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that John Cross doesn't go over there in Sweden very well, so. Which <laughs> we never did hear from that guy. I'm fucking honked off. I want to hear from that dude, sir. Right in. God damn it. I want to hear from other people. I just, I think that yeah. that was just hilarious. It was like a hit and run. Yeah. <laughs> it literally was a hit and run. Yeah, if you're new, we did get a lot of new people for the last, like, three weeks. I, I don't know why. Yeah. Fucking right in. Come on. Join the fun. Not every question has to be about AIDS or potato-related <laughs> yeah. things. I'm sorry it takes three and a half weeks for an episode to go out. <laughs> hey, that's, yeah. 
I'm trying to fix that. <laughs> I gotta stop working. I already told myself I'm not fucking working crazy overtime this summer. Oh, Just dude, not I, it's not it. even summer, summer, and I, I have already. No, it's, it's not fucking doing it. It's killing me. It's literally killing me right now. Anyway, speaking of movies, what did you get to this week? Oh, what did I get to this week? Uh, first off, and I don't think I finished watching it. I think I got a little bit left of it to watch something you might be interested in. A documentary. Uh, it is about the German cinema when Nazis were coming into power. Like how basically all the Jewish folks were coming to Hollywood and New York. Uh, because basically Hitler put the kibosh on everything. Did you fall asleep watching PBS or something? No, no, this is like, literally, it's like a two and a half hour documentary. I would watch it. It's interesting, but like, I've been watching it like at midnight. (laughs) Yeah. Like something you shouldn't put on like when you're tired. Mm. But I, I'm almost done watching it. But it's it's pretty interesting, um, just for the mere fact it shows a lot of the Jewish actors and directors and how some didn't even like they got over here and just never made it into film, and like how some of them would help each other. They would put in one percent of whatever they earn into a fund uh, to help them until they would get on their feet and stuff like that. But basically, like composers and just everything was being banned in Germany. And even the ones that fled to France in the late thirties started being flushed out. Yikes. Yeah. It just, so this isn't like the installation of the Jewish run media. Is it? No, 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 no. This is like, if you're, if you're really into movies, that was a joke. Everybody don't fucking freak out. If you're really into movies, like it shows like how, uh, metropolis, inspired oh. a lot of hollywood movies um just the uh what is it the rue morgue movie uh just they get into the, some of the older films and then they talk about like they're talking about bride of frankenstein like the dude that is the composer of bride of frankenstein <laughs> at first said no to doing it and then decided to do it and then he said no to robin hood and Basically, he couldn't find work, came back and did Robin Hood, and all of a sudden, like, he just exploded. Like, next thing you know, he does 144 movies. <laughs> cool. It's it, just like his career and his life is made because of those two movies. But it's like, it just tells you, like, it's little stuff like that that wouldn't have got done. So it becomes interesting if you're, if you like, you know, some of the Universal Monster movies and. You're a fan of some of the other movies. It even calls like the Wolfman a B movie because there's a lot of people like they couldn't find work, but they found work in the Wolfman. And basically, the Wolfman, if you watch it closely, it's supposed to be there's supposed to be like some underwriting things about the Nazi, <laughs> just the Nazi regime and stuff. Okay. Yeah, really, it just it's stuff you'd never thought of. But it's interesting because a lot of the stuff they're talking about, and they talk about. Uh, you get to see a very young Peter Lorre, which I never even knew about, like this dude running from the Nazis so he could find work in America as an actor and literally taught himself to speak American. And the other thing, too, uh, what made him different was he literally taught himself to drop his accent so he could get more acting jobs. Cool. Peter Lorre is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's just, it's really cool stuff like that. So something to look for. I think it was on, uh, TCM. 
Mm. I looked up TCM last night. Have they stopped uh, having that TCM underground? Underground? It goes in spurts, man. Over the years, it's always going in spurts. There's a bunch of weird, weird shit on last night. I was like, where's that? I wonder if that underground's on. It's like... Yeah, I I looked on my Uh movie guide for a couple weeks, and I don't see anything. Yeah, I've got the last, I don't know, the last three or two of them that, because I always, I put it on, I put the series on record and I forgot about it, but it picked up Night Train to Terror, it picked up Phase 4. Yeah, I kind of want to see that. Yeah, Yeah. well, next week, sir, that's what I'm doing. Uh, I have to go find it now. Yeah, Yeah, and when you, by the way, when you talk to Dan about getting whatever you said you were going to get, I don't remember you. Yeah, that house edge of the park or whatever house, house at the edge of the park get get you a copy of the sentinel too from the sentinel. oh yeah 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 uh, i'm gonna try to you're talking about the 74 film phase four about the ants yeah yeah that's okay. what i want to watch for next week because i've got that on the dvr for i'm trying to see it's if it's on youtube right now <clears throat> it might be public domain matter of fact if i'm picking right i don't know uh nope, they want two ninety nine. I have found mystery th- uh, mystery science theater three thousand has it up on full. Phase four? That's not a cheesy fucking movie. No, you know what though? I think this just came on on DVD recently. It might have. I think maybe in one of those four packs. And I think that's the reason why it's no longer available let's say and plus youtube and i've had this conversation with several other people over the past several weeks um youtube's really cracked down on this stuff getting a little fruity yeah because now they're basically their pay site has gone uh public basically really yeah that you can order movies on YouTube and everything else just like Hulu and all those other channels and that's the reason why. Huh. Well, so they've cracked down on a lot of movies outside of those movies that got released for free by Paramount and MGM and there was somebody else that released a bunch of movies out I there. I looked in that Paramount channel the other night. Mhm. There's not a lot of good shit they got on there on. No, they they basically did it to just kind of like to make people happy. Yeah. Is what it came down to. To make it look, hey, look at us. We're doing this. But no, YouTube's really cracking down on that stuff now. Well, I've had YouTube. I've had several conversations with people about that. So what else did you get into? Okay. Um, What else have I been watching? Uh, Let's see. I think we talked about Reptilian, the South Korean T-Rex. Did we talk about that? I think so. Yeah, just in case anybody didn't hear it, uh, dinosaur bones come to life in in South Korea. And no, no, because this we talked about the Young Gary, and basically this is a sequel to Young Gary, but it's not a sequel and it's not a remake. But the creature is called a Young Gary. <laughs> Maybe I South Korea movie. Basically, the bones they dig up the bones, it comes back to life. Aliens come and make him start killing everybody. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Another movie I found that was really funny, and I've not heard one person talk about, is uh, Bloodsucking Bastards. Have you ever heard of this? Maybe. It just came out last year. Oh, no. Uh-uh. No, that's not what I was thinking of. 
do yourself a favor. Write it down. Do you want put this movie on a list for yourself? Movies okay. to look for. Blood sucking bastards is basically a couple of slackers. You know, they're few years out of college. They're working in cubicles. They're basically selling boner pills. Boner pills. Yeah, they're selling boner pills. Um, the Abflex, a couple other, you know, like fruit drinks and stuff like it's infomercial stuff, right? Sure. And it's a couple of slackers who constantly don't work, where the one dude's basically trying constantly to sell boner pills to his mom. Um, <laughs> but they're like one best friend that's like legitimately worried about everything. He is trying to get the vacant sales manager job. And basically he's trying to get these guys to work from time to time and he's not, ha- and they're not having it. Well, all of a sudden, uh, their company decides, okay, they're either a, going to shut down their wing of what's going on or B they bring in this different dude who apparently the guy that works all the time, I'm forgetting his name right now, but basically this dude they bring in banged his girlfriend and got him in trouble in college and basically got thrown out of college. So this dude is basically a bully in college and now he's back to bully him at his job. Well, the problem is all of a sudden people are starting to do work, but they start look different he's basically changing them all into vampires and basically making them the perfect workers because there's no light coming into the building. So they're always there and there's just tons of random jokes about, you know, just this person's a nerd and he plays with his cats. Well, now all of his cats are dead. So all he does is work and (laughs) he's like the best salesperson now. And it just, and there's a security guard that knows everything's going on, but just doesn't feel like doing anything. He's, he's, he's busy watching cat videos on YouTube. (laughs) It just, it's a lot of dumb, but funny stuff. And like, when they finally figure out the office has become vampires, they decide, okay, we gotta do this. So how do we kill vampires? So they look it up on Wikipedia. And they, they basically build stuff. And the first vampire they kill, like, literally explodes like it was Evil Dead kind of explosion. And awesome. they literally, it just, it's 55-gallon drum of blood and guts. Every yeah, time. I'm looking at screenshots from this movie on Google Images, and yeah, everybody's covered in blood. from Yeah, much. it's just ridiculous. It's hilarious. It's just, it's literally like if Office Space had vampires that's what it looks like yep is the best way to describe it it was very funny didn't think anything of it and i loved it i i love finding stuff like that when you sit there you're not expecting anything and you get a really good horror movie that's what blood-sucking bastards is well i will have that movie in two hours so (laughs) Uh, another movie i watched called the comedy of terrors this is old yeah i've seen this yeah 64, Vincent Price, Peter Lorre, Boris Karloff, Basil Rathbone. And you said you've seen this movie before, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, first time for me. I love it. It's a prime example of why Vincent Price was so good. Mm-hmm. It, it, but the other thing, though, was Boris Karloff had me cracking up. Because the whole time he's sleeping and he wants his medicine, and his medicine is the poison Vincent Price is trying to feed him the whole entire movie. Sure is. 
another movie I watched. I watched today a short film called Zombie Militia. I've heard of the. I've seen this making the rounds too. I think they're trying to promote this one recently. Uh, this is a short film from '09. Uh, basically, it's a 21 minute movie. Uh, Jack is part of a zombie militia where basically the militia blames Obama for everything and that <laughs> government. He's sure Joe direct this. <laughs> the government's gonna come and start the zombie wars and the apocalypse. So Jack, going home from the militia meeting, goes into a garage, which he thinks is his garage, and decides to lock it down because the government has already started taking over. And he just kills a random dude trying to break into a garage. Which, by the way, the dude is dressed up in black and white stripes like he would be in jail in the Christmas story. And it just... It makes absolutely no sense, but it's funny. Those exist, and, you know. That's not just like a Hollywood Oh, yeah. I, yeah. And they just – it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, bad acting, but it was just – it's fun. It's from SquirrelyCowFilms.com. It was made in – Squirrely Co- Cow Films, everyone. Yeah. It's made in Kokomo, Indiana. No shit. That's an hour from me. Yep, that's where it was made at. Now, apparently that is the home of squirrelycowfilms.com. I believe that's the home of our buddy Philip Pine. That's where he lives. Oh, there you go. I know there's a big uh, GM factory up there I was trying to get a job at for a little while when the other place went tits up. But, yeah, that's an hour, hour 20 from me. Mm. It's, it's pretty big. It's a pretty, pretty big town. It's got its own mall. Been there twice. I don't, I don't know too much about it. It's Kokomo. <laughs> you know the beach boys sing a song about it yeah about it. okay but anyhow that's what i've watched uh still working on the book i've made a ton of progress almost to the editing stage already nice uh it is up over 100 pages and it will be at least 400 reviews Damn, so what you're saying is I really need to get off my ass and start writing this fucking forward. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you – if you're still going to do it, I'm going to do it. I, I've already made sure I it will be able to be inserted at any point in time. Cool. I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. Yeah, because I'm going to – once all the reviews are in, like my next deadline is Memorial Day weekend is when I'm basically – that's – I will have a month or so where I'm going to just read everything again and start editing. Nice. Well, so. I only watch one movie. Oh, I'm yawning. Excuse me. I only watched one movie this week, and that movie was The Ruins. Mm. I know I was going to do that on the show, but then you were kind of like, yeah. I'm not a big fan of that movie, man. I kind of like that movie. Hey, hey, more power to you. I just, I did not like that movie. I think it came out in a time where these, like, vacationers fuck around with the locals type shit. Tortistas. I like that movie, too. I I just think, I think there was these, like, maybe four or five movies deep that came around in, like, I don't know, 2007. Yeah, this is, this is, like, during when the Hostel sequels were coming out, too. Hostel is one... I couldn't give a shit about, like, I know there's the hostile versus the hostile sex crowd and the torture porn shit. 
Yeah. I, I think these movies kind of got lumped into the torture porn, and they're not. I think The Ruins is awesome. It's got man-eating flowers in it, dude. And they fucking murder a child. They fucking blast the child's face off of him, because the one chick that is horrible in the movie, I don't know what her name is, but the uh, the one chick, there's one girl in this movie. Yeah, I know what you're she, saying. With the one with the glasses. Mm-hmm. She's just an abysmal presence on the screen. She just wings that fucking vine at that kid and it hits him. <laughs> just, those guys surrounding that thing just blast that kid in the fucking face uh, to laugh so hard. I think it's a good movie. It's got gore, killer plants that can make noises like cell phones. I think it's a great movie. That blonde chick gets naked a couple times. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up from me. What's Tim Gross's problem with I, it? I like the the effects in it, but I just remember just not being into that movie at all. I just... I don't know. It might have been part of like what you were saying, the reasons why you're liking it with the Tortistas and some of the other stuff in the Hostel sequels. For me, I just – there was a time I was hating all that stuff. Oh, I don't like – Hostel 1 is okay. It's nothing – I think it gets put up there on a pedestal that it doesn't deserve to be. Oh, n- it's, it's yeah. It's not a bad movie, but it's kind of just – I like part two because they completely like pull the – Fright Night, Fright Night 2, role reversal switcheroo. I like it when chicks are, are, are the protagonists and killing the dudes. Or the one I didn't chick. mind it, but I just, I felt like, I thought they should have done that the first time around. Yeah. And I just felt like the first hostel literally could have been a half hour long. Could have been, yeah. Part two is better, but I, I like the ruins. That's all I watched. But, uh, what, uh, uh uh-oh, hold on just a second. Um, what the heck happened with bring back, all of a sudden everybody's hip to bringing back Joe Bob? I don't know what started this. I don't know the the scope of this. I don't know how big it was, honestly. It just, as the, for one reason or another, like last Sunday, okay, when we were doing the podcast, I started noticing, and I believe Sunday was like, I, I don't know the reason, and I don't know who is to blame, basically, for starting this. Whoever but... has the, 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 the – who did it come from? The Twitter handle, Hey, It's Wes? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Neither do I. No one does. And apparently the, it wasn't just this person from the Twitter handle, but apparently somebody running Joe Bob Briggs's page decided, hey, um, maybe we should just start throwing these out there. This is – my opinion, what I think was going on. Well, as soon as they started throwing these tweets out there, people started doing hashtag bring back monster vision. It was like the one time in my adult life I felt like there was a reason to use hashtag. (laughs) uh, But like all of a sudden it was bring back BBB, bring back monster vision. We need Joe Bob on TCM underground. And then, like, it started started spider webbing. Like, as the week went on, and I would jump on the computer just to see what was going on and who was saying, I was like, well, I'm going to be a part of this because if this happens, I want it to happen, you know? And that was the thing. People were tweeting just uh, random, like, drive-in totals from Joe Bob. 
uh, just other photos of Joe Bob and basically saying, you know, hashtag monster vision, hashtag drive in totals, hashtag bring back Joe Bob. Like it really uh, to one point, I think Tuesday or Wednesday, he was trending again for no apparent reason. <laughs> Joe Bob's stock did spike this week for some Yeah, for no apparent reason other than a bunch of fans are now uh, getting the word out to who I don't know and to what, you know, or what originally started this is a good question, but I like it. I I don't think anything's going to come of it. No, nothing ever comes of these things. But it just it's really funny. It just I'm it's just really weird. It just came out of nowhere, and it's just like people are saying, hey, fellow nerds, let's make this happen, and it's just – it's coming out of nowhere. You, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think Joe Bob would go hand-in-hand hand with Turner Classic Movies. Put him yeah. on on a Saturday night. They, I looked through the schedule. Like I said, I was looking for that underground. I don't – they were playing no movies earlier than 1964. All fucking Saturday night long. I'm like, come the fuck on, man. Who wants to watch that? I'm looking for this crazy, uh, you know, it must be, I'm looking for this crazy fucking Turner Classic Underground movie. And I don't know who's watching Turner Classic movies unless they just leave it on at the nursing home. Because there was literally, it was old, old, oldie, old type movies. Mm -hmm. Let's give Joe Bob a four hour block Saturday night, started at 11, uh, I don't know how it works. Do they show uncensored stuff still on DCM? Because they used to. Um, I believe when it's at underground stuff, they do. Well, let's say okay, then then they can if they want to. Yeah, yeah. That I would. I just don't know how interested Joe Bob would be. Because I, that's T and Turner. Yeah, but you know what? I can easily see if he got on board. I can easily see them opening up the library. Yeah, that'd be great. But it's Joe Bob. You can't, because, like, the one thing, one of the things that made Joe Bob great was him always kind of, like, cracking on the censors. You can't, don't let Joe Bob be Joe Bob. And I think they would, though. Yeah. I think they would. But the thing is, I mean, uh, Ted Turner runs that stuff still. Yeah, but what is he, like 170 fucking years old now? Yeah, and I don't know if it's completely under Viacom now or CBS or whatever you want to call it at this point. It's, I don't know, but it's really interesting. It, honestly, it is a really interesting concept if it would happen. I would love it, but you know damn well it's not going to. No, it's not, but I like I we said, had, we had the, I, we've had two really great ideas on this show in 200 episodes. <laughs> um, it, it just, it's amazing how this has caught fire. Yeah. Let's put it that way. But we've only ever had two really good fucking ideas that kind of blew my socks off. Our idea for a new Chainsaw Massacre movie. Mm-hmm. That was fucking stellar. That should fucking happen. Yes. And our idea about, I don't know why Joe Bob just doesn't do commentaries for movies and charge $1 a download. <laughs> true why is joe bob not doing that i would buy every fucking one of them that i had the movie for i'm not talking about you know like we do our fucking commentaries when we do them why isn't joe bob doing that he seems to love it and it seemed like he did it with elite entertainment for those few movies yeah 
And that was the end. What was it? Like wizard, what did he do? For wizard of gore, he did one for... He did one for I Spit on Your Grave. Um, what is it? Blood Sisters or something he did one for? Ray Dennis Steckler's I... Blood was Shack. A mixed... Blood Shack? Mm, yeah, that too. What the fuck? You said Ray Dennis Steckler and my mind went racing. <laughs> that guy's fucking interesting as shit to me. Yeah, it, Ray Dennis Steckler, uh, I... Whatever it is, I was a teenage mixed-up zombie. Oh, God, don't try to say that title. Yeah, he did that one. He did Blood Shack. He did um, – there was another one he did of that. Of Chooper? That well, that's also Blood Shack. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, it just – but he – there was a few of them, and then he got out. Because I think – I think I might have all of them because yeah, there's the B movie Avenger too, from either, Russ Meyer. Yeah, either that or fucking Joe Bob. Maybe he does, but everybody else does. Does Joe Bob have a podcast? I don't think he does. I think he did. Um, anything it's con- he's connected to, I think it's more fans or people working for him. Because I know somebody runs his Twitter account. And I, like I said, again, it goes back to I whatever started this. I'm not totally sure, but it really caught fire this week, and it was weird. All I'm seeing is, like, guest spots on fucking podcasts. Yeah, it, and that's usually what he does. God damn, I could listen to that guy talk all day long about anything. Well, sure. I was going to say, because that was the funny part was um, this Steve dude that listens to our sh- podcast uh, and has for – Ben Grimm? No, 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 no. This different Steve guy, his name's Steve Roccolo or something like that, sends me emails from time to time. Cool. Uh, just, he hears the show, reads my books and stuff, and he's like, I'd really like to see you do a Joe Bob Briggs show. And I said, honestly, first, thank you. Second, I was like, here's the reason there is only one Joe Bob. Mm-hmm. I was like, what I'm doing is just keeping the legacy alive. And it's like, I'm doing my own thing. Believe me, I'd never put me in that same ilk as Joe Bob Briggs. It was like Joe Bob. There's only one Joe Bob. Well, they tried to do that on Monster Vision. They had episodes with, where Penn and Teller were the TNT guards. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Still good, but it wasn't Joe it, Bob. Yeah, because the other thing was too. He was at, emailing me today, and he was asking me again about like why does everybody remember Monster Vision, but nobody brings up the Movie Channel stuff. Oh, it was, it's the same to me in my head. And I said, mainly one, the movie channel stuff, it, it's the movie channel. Nobody really had the movie channel in the 80s. They only, let's say, watched it illegally. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, on, but most of the time, your parents had HBO or Showtime. You didn't have the movie channel. If you got it, you watched it on the free weekends. And then I said, the movie channel didn't really advertise Joe Bob. I said, I remember when Joe Bob and Monster Vision first came on TNT, that thing was getting advertised on wrestling. It was getting advertised on, you know, when they were playing nine hours of Law and Order. <laughs> what, you mean Wednesday? Yeah. It just, but it, the point was, the first few years of Monster Vision, you would see it during random times during the week being advertised. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. 
it was being advertised for the movie channel. Yeah. He did a lot more interviews and stuff like that on the movie channel and the movies were getting shown unrated and uncut, but that was because it was the movie channel. Mm -hmm. They were able to do that and he convinced them and it was a good platform, but eventually too, the movie channel eventually canceled them. They just, they felt like it wasn't working for one reason or another. Well, oh, oh, and it, and it wasn't because they would, you know, like we said, they, hey, Joe Bob, you're going to show Coma. Or, yeah. hey, Joe Bob, you're going to show fucking Mad Max for the ninth time. But the, Yeah, but the other thing was TNT reached a hell of a lot more people than the movie. Sure. And I think that's the other reason why. Yeah. And, and I was just explaining to him. I was like, it's not that it was bad on the movie channel. It was great. It's just a lot of people that remember Joe Bob Briggs or remember watching it. Remember Monster Vision being on TNT, and plus we're looking for that other option when Up All Night started disappearing. And I remember when Up All Night just began. It, it yeah, sprang from USA Saturday Nightmares. And that was the sad part was when Up All Night was on, that was when Joe Bob was doing his thing on the movie channel. He was even doing it before Up All Night. Yeah. When USA was only doing Night Flight at 2 in the morning. What is Night Flight? I see pictures of that. I am unfamiliar. Fill me in on what Night Flight is, because they're like, I don't know, last week, Night Flight, evidently Rodrigo's friends with that page, and they're like posting pictures of spookies, and like an hour later, they'll post the pictures off of like fucking London Calling from The Clash. I'm like, what is this? Night Flight, to me, used to be, it was, okay, USA Network... Again, a startup cable channel you got back in the 80s, right? Yep, yeah. If it wasn't for USA Cartoon Express every Saturday and Sunday morning. Don't forget Commander USA. Yeah, Commander USA on Saturday afternoons. Yeah, Cartoon Network or whatever, USA Cartoon Express. Yeah, Cartoon Express. From 7 to 11, Saturday and Sunday mornings, which was Grape Ape and Speed Buggy. They had all those D-list Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, Centurions and Space Ghost and and have all this stuff on there. Thank God and, they didn't have Thundar, because that guy fucking sucks, Tim Gross. Oh, Thunder to Barbarians. Fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but they had all these cartoons. And they, like you said, they had uh, uh, Commander Dude, Commander USA. Yep. Uh, had him on, but they really didn't have other programming, and they started looking into having other programming, and that was when, like, the first version of Silk Stockings came on. Yeah, or they would, um, yeah, they'd have, uh, like, a couple episodes of fucking Growing Pains on at, like, four yeah. afternoons, what they were, the usual. Yeah, there would be nothing, like, it was, it was basically watching, like, the CW in the middle of the yeah. day before those channels existed. Well, USA never really took off until they got wrestling. Yeah, and that was the thing, but they had All-American Wrestling on Sundays at 12 o'clock. Yep, AWA. Yeah, well, and then they eventually WWF. Uh-huh. Um, but they had that. But that was the thing. Until Raw came on, that's when USA took off. But before Raw, it was Silk Stockings, uh, the Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing was USA. There were the yeah. Werewolf one too, wasn't there? No, that was Fox. Was it? Yeah, uh, Swamp Thing was on there for a couple years. I think three seasons, because I actually have two of the seasons on DVD that I still have not yeah. watched. Um, I don't 
they're no. Just keep that <laughs> fuzzy memory in your head. Don't revisit Swamp Thing. So. Oh, I got to. I love Swamp Thing, the character, but that show is pretty goddamn terrible. <laughs> but, I mean, but they were trying to develop their own stuff. So in the meantime, they needed filler. So that was when you would get USA Up All Night with Rhonda Shear. And that was when you were getting Vice Academy and Vice Academy 2. <laughs> and then they, she would show, like, Private Resort and ha- Hard Bodies. Well, see, I remember USA Saturday Nightmares before that, though, because that's where I used to – they would get fucking obscure. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I remember I, watching one night, it was a double feature of Unknown Origin and Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Well, I was going to say, I think USA Up All Night was on at the same time, but it was on Friday night since you had Saturday Nightmares. Because if I, if I believe correctly, I think I seen the movie Nightmares for the first time on USA. I remember watching that on USA for the first time, yeah. And so, I mean, it, they, it, eventually that was when uh, they ended up having USA Up All Night on both nights. And that was when eventually, too, they brought in uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey, yeah. Uh... So, yeah, it just – there was options, and like I said, people didn't go to the movie channel to see Joe Bob. Mm-hmm. That was the other part of the problem. Yeah, he really got noticed when he took off on TNT. Yeah, when he went there, yeah. They really – they had something special, and it lasted for, goddamn how many years? Eight? Something like that, yeah. And Monster Vision was even longer than Joe Bob. I mean, it was, like I said, they had Penn & Teller doing it for a while. Yeah, I was going to say, because Monster Vision was on before Joe Bob, mm-hmm. but it really, like, all of a sudden, Joe Bob showed up, because it'd be Monster Vision, and then all of a sudden, it was Joe Bob's last call, and that became, it eventually became Joe Bob Briggs's with Monster Vision. Yeah, and speaking of Joe Bob, man, you, you said it, and you told me this week, and I went and looked it up a lot. The, the YouTube has become the home of Joe Bob. Yeah, like, uh, just, uh, again, in the past few weeks, and I don't know if that has anything to do with coinciding with everybody always already saying, hey, let's bring Joe Bob back, but there is a lot of episodes all of a sudden, ones that I knew were out there where people could pick them up at uh, conventions and things like that, all of a sudden are popping up on, you know, they're popping up on YouTube now. Yeah, I had... I had a list, and I think it came off of wikipedia.com, of every movie uh, Joe Bob ever showed on any of his shows. I, I used to have that list. It's been a while. Fucking see if I can't find it. Oh, yeah, here it is, man. It's like, holy shit, he really got into some fucking good shit. Metal Storm, Destruction of Jared Sin was on Monster Vision. I don't remember Motel Hell. Yeah. Products, pro, bleh, Project Shadow Chaser, every Friday the 13th, uh, Horror at 37,000 Feet, all the Halloweens, all the Poltergeist, uh, The Unnameable, The Unnameable 2 was on, I don't remember some of these at all, I don't remember Village of the Giants, Dragon Slayer was mm-hmm. one Saturday night, one Saturday night he had Ghoulies Ghoulies 2. Um, Conan, Conan the Destroyer, Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf 2, Warlock, Warlock 2. This must be, they've got them in a, yeah, the last, the la- guess what the last movie Joe Bob ever showed was? It's a Tim Gross classic. 
I don't know. This was the very last Joe Bob double feature, according to this Wiki, Wikipedia. Uh, Tron, followed by Chud 2. Wow! <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. Man, he went out on a bad one, dude. <laughs> Sorry, Joe Bob. Yeah. I'm going to try, dude. You know, he seems pretty accessible. I've met him. Mm-hmm. You've done the fucking uh, Q&A with him. Maybe he'd, I'd love to have him on the show for a fucking interview. Like, oh, yeah. And if there's anybody that should interview him, it's Tim Gross. I, I've interviewed him several times. Anyway, we've got way off fucking topic. Yes, we have. Um, Would you like to know a shitload of movies that got released or got announced to be released? Sure. Like, goddamn, this week I couldn't open Facebook without seeing something new. Well, here's the big one. Um. And you'll have to, maybe I'm making this up. Maybe my head said it happened, but I don't know. Um, Arrow, UK and mm-hmm. US announced Microwave Massacre. I heard about this. I thought th- I thought Lewis was going to put this out. Am I making that, that up? I, no, you're not. I've, I've heard this. You know what? There, I don't know because this... I've heard this from several sources, and I've seen statements in the past that it was coming off from Arrow Video. And I know Lewis was supposedly doing this, and yeah, you're right. You're right on all accounts. Let's just put it that way. Well, I've never seen that movie, but I have. it comes highly recommended from my buddy Fires, who loved it. I have a picture of the guy that made it reading my book about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> at a pirate game. That's awesome. <laughs> Somebody took a picture of him. Um, okay, here's another one. Screams of Winter Night. I have always heard about this movie, never seen it. Sure. It looks like, I don't know, like maybe, I don't know, I'm just guessing from the cover, like maybe Bigfoot in the Snow. I don't know. Um, another one, Nightfall. You ever heard of Nightfall? Sounds familiar. Um, this one is, I, I don't know. It'd be nice if they would release Nightlife. Nightlife. With Scott Grimes, the zombie movie. I don't think I've ever seen that. Really? Yeah, it, it, ask Quinlan about it. He talks about it all the time. Okay. Um, here's another one. Uh, never heard of this. Acapulco Gold. I guess it's about weed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got Mar- Marjo Gortner, from that, that guy from the uh, Patrick. I think that's the same guy. I don't know. I don't know anything about that movie. Uh, the Forest. Which one? There's several of those. Uh, the one you're thinking of. The Slasher from the 80s. Oh, I have it on DVD. Um, well, it's coming out on Blu-ray. Well, yeah, it doesn't need to happen. Really? Because, yeah, I've not heard a lot of good stuff about that. Movie. No. I'd like to see it nonetheless. Um, this one I've never heard of. This is this is our Scream Factory announced these. Uh You'll Like My Mother, a thriller. Hmm. Never heard that. Heard of this movie. It looks like it's from the 60s or something. I don't know. I don't know nothing about that. Um, They're putting out a lot of original movies now. Screen Factory is. They've got one called Bite. They've got one. Yeah, called... yeah, I've been wanting to see that. It looks interesting. <clears throat> um, uh, they've got one called The Binding and one called Submerged and one called Fender Bender. Hmm. 
but they also are putting out what has to be a Tim Gross classic, Sharkinsaw Women's Prison Massacre. Yeah, I think it's from Norsky. It is. Um, I watched the trailer, and boy, is it just a bunch of big-titted blondes uh, yeah. shooting sharks. Uh, this one I'm going to purchase when it, it hits. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the 70s with Spock and Goldblum uh, and uh, – What's his name? Keither's or Keither's yeah. dad, Donald's dad. Yeah, I'm buying that. That's fucking. That movie's fucking great. Uh, Session Nine got announced. Huh. I don't understand. Session Nine's a great movie, but man, I don't think it's nearly as great as everybody says it is. I loved it, and I stand by enjoying that movie. Now, do I go out telling everybody that they need to watch Session Nine? No. I think it's a different horror film, in my opinion, at the yeah. time when films like that weren't being made. True. I just – everybody – it gets on, like, number ones of lists all the fucking time, and I'm just like, I don't get it. I just it – I don't have fond memories of it. Like, I don't have anything pulling me back to watch that movie a third, fourth time. I've seen it a couple times, and that's it. I think it came out at a time when movies like that weren't being made just yet. You're probably right. Uh, Psycho 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're putting out that show you were talking about, Slasher, season one. Yeah. And uh, William Castle's I Saw What You Did. I love old William Castle movies. I love those. They're the fucking funnest. And that's it, dude. Just every fucking day this week, I was opening that shit, and Scream Factory fucking bought 37 new titles that's coming out. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, yeah. they're getting that going. Yeah. Um, you want to get to our questions? Because that's all I had for Can You Dig It? Our show, sure. take a nosedive, because Game of Thrones just started, so. Give me one second here. Something weird came over Facebook there for a minute. Okay, um... <laughs> Before we we quit the news, did anybody die this week? Uh, Not that I know of. Because we sure did talk about Joe Bob a lot. I hope we did. Well, that and you had had an internet hoax about Bobby Heenan. Oh, everybody had that internet hoax about Bobby Heenan. Yeah, he's okay. He's he's not well. Oh, he's he's not not looking well either. Bobby Heenan. Dude got his jaw removed and everything now. Bobby Heenan got his jaw removed? He's like Siskel or Eber? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's just, he's not doing good. Man, fucking talk about classic wrestling dude. Can, yeah, cancer's killing him hard. Damn. Killing him the hard way. Let's, yeah. That sucks. Yeah, it's killing him the hard way. Anyway. Anyway, um, and I already responded to this just because, because we're only going to have a few more months about, you know, blaming Obama. <laughs> uh, those people that don't like Obama. Is this a t-shirt Joe question? No, no, no. It's a Carolyn Hoshelder question. Because here's my thing before we get into that. Okay. What is everybody going to do when Obama's out of office and it's either Trump or Clinton? Who are you going to blame? Well, they're going to blame Trump. I think, honestly. Now, honest to God, man. who are you going to blame? Because Obama got blamed for everything. Well, they're not going to blame the people responsible, Gary, because that's what we're American. That's what we don't do. Uh, personal responsibility doesn't exist in this fucking country. But I'm just saying, like, Obama was... The scapegoat? Even though, even though he was in office for two terms, he was the butt end of the joke now for eight years. Well, let's just keep blaming Obama then. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. Is it going to be that? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know anything about politics. I'm convinced that America has become such a place filled with just jaded racists. Jaded. <laughs> no, like the the if you go into Walmart at like ten in the morning, mm-hmm. that is America. No, it isn't. I I think it is, dude. Those those. I know what you're saying. Those are I, the type of people that are in America right I now. Know, I know what you're saying. And Fuck everybody. It's become like this weird alternate fucking weirdo version of the 80s where it's like that guy over there, he's not your friend. That's just a guy to step over to get what you want. And it's going to be like that. And those people exist in droves and they're all going to vote for fucking Trump. Yeah. Now, I think politics is a fucking fool. It's fixed. <laughs> it's it's much like the fucking WWF. It's it's fixed more than football. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Speaking of which, there was a funny meme or whatever you want to call it, fake news story about Trump getting Vince McMahon to run as his VP. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, really? So we're all going to get, like, entrance themes now when I come into work? I can have my own entrance theme, and it's just going to be fucking, I don't know. We're turning into this weird circus of a goddamn country. Yeah, jaded racists that... Don't have look if you're racist, at least have the balls to say you're racist. Yes. Like that's what I say about anything. If you're gay, fucking own it, man. Have the balls. Be out there. But <laughs> I, just, I just I I just hate every it, like what's going on in politics these days is everything I hate. It's a fucking sideshow. Yes. And, and it's and I hate it. They're gonna elect the biggest clown there is, and that's unfortunately Trump. Clinton ain't far behind. No, but look, Trump, (laughs) Trump, Donald Trump to me, and I don't give a fuck about politics. I'm not voting because they're not this year. There's really nobody to fucking vote for. No, I I, asshole. I I totally agree. That's why I always say vote for none of the above. Yeah, uh, there's always there's like asshole corrupt uh, career politician one or like weird outsider privileged fucking white man that has failed at everything he's ever done on the other yeah I, he's yeah. but anyhow yeah, let's get to the roof before we lose before we lose all our viking people yeah our viking people <laughs> oh i was thinking the nfl team i'm like we got viking no <laughs> the swedes oh no fucking i love the swedes they're great people mccrady they're norwegian I, yeah everybody <laughs> says they're gonna fucking move when trump gets elected can i go over there one of my black metal friends fucking put me up in a house on a hilltop made of snow i borrowed viking cool. sword Anyhow, uh, Carolyn Hoshouter, she chimes in, is the curse of the blue lights what's killing Kmart? <laughs> I said that or Obama. Obama. We will discuss tonight. Obama killed Walmart. See previous discussion. Uh, no, curse of the blue lights have not killed Kmart, but that is a very, very smart question. Is They're dead, right? Like Kmart? Yeah, they're completely gone. Or maybe there's like maybe like a um, it's the beginning of the end. I know we had two in Muncie, which is where I go see all my movies, and they're both gone. Yeah, it's the beginning of the end. I think uh, they it, both turned into Planet Fitnesses. There's one that is out about 15 miles from me on Route 51 that has been there through a couple of bankruptcies now. 
and has been there through the age of all the malls. It's been there longer than I've been alive. Woo! And there's a lot of talk that one, <laughs> like, because that that one's going to be gone soon. And when that one goes, I believe that's it. Because at one time there was like five Kmart's in Pittsburgh. Yeah, there was a, there was a bunch around me too. There used to be a big one in Fort Wayne that's gone. But what this uh, part of this is because Sears owns Kmart. Uh, there's not too many Sears around anymore. Exactly, Sears is not doing well either. <laughs> um, I ask because are there any hills around? Because we had a hills. No. Hills is tits up, gone. Yeah, they're completely gone, and Ames took them over. I know that's a big, everybody in Pittsburgh loves Hills. Ames is gone, too. Walmart killed Ames. Okay, so Walmart's killed everybody. I saw another funny thing. Uh, I don't know if it's real, actually. This might be uh, legit, but you know those Yankee candles? Yes. Pittsburgh dad has one, and it's supposed to smell like Hills uh, snack shop. <laughs> It's like the ultimate Pittsburgh humor. I will give him credit for that one. That is funny. It's supposed to smell like Hills candy or Hills. Uh... Pretzels and slushies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will give him credit. If that is true, I will give Pittsburgh dad credit for that. Well, you're getting one for Christmas if that's true. <laughs> oh, that, that, that can't be true. But if it is, just start sending, make me part of the uh, candle of the month club. It'll smell like Pirates games. This one smells like zombie flesh. It's going to be this line of Yankee candles specific to Pittsburgh. You're going to have a Permantis Brothers in there. I just I want that Hills candle. If that's what, <laughs> believe me, if that was true, I would I would buy the you know those hundred and forty dollar candles that they're the size of a like they could hold up your porch or something. That takes, like, your whole life to burn down. Yeah. Well, I I bought my sister. I went into a Yankees candle store once in the mall. And I bought my sister one as a joke Christmas present. Those fuckers are expensive. Yeah. This one was supposed to smell like shooting star. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure. It just smelled really good. I'm not sure it smelled like shooting stars, but. I bought one the one year it was supposed to smell like Christmas trees. I could, it, yeah. It, it smelled like Christmas trees, but oh my god, I like almost went into full asthma attack. I can't handle them either, dude. I ever, that's the first thing when I go out and watch football with dad, I blow the candle out because my eye, it'll, they'll put me into a fucking coma. Oh uh, yeah, start just, running and it's just bad. I can't. It was crazy, yeah. But anyhow, moving on with questions. Uh, t- our sponsorship from Yankee Candles. Yeah. <laughs> Our ratings are tanking. Come on, save us, T-shirt Joe. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know, is Snake Plissken a descendant of Jack Burton? Oh. Let's... Should it be the other way around? Is Jack Burton a descendant of Snake Plissken? I don't know, but let's make a movie where fans like us are trying to get fucking Kurt Russell's sperm (laughs) to preserve characters like Snake Plissken and Jack Burton and Elvis and I don't know <laughs> that just needs to be a movie. Now, did you come across this story that hit Facebook the past couple of days that apparently Kurt Russell passed on the Metal Gear Solid movie? I think that's I didn't see that. No, but that's been a rumor for since the first game came out because then the first game 
that's the guy's code name is Pliskin, and he looks exactly yeah, the, like that, So that's been around forever. I don't think Yeah, that's true. what they're talking about. Man, let me ask you this. You went to the movies this week. Yep. Did they show the trailer for Warcraft? No. Wow. Never before has I seen – that movie looks like garbage. It looks like CGI garbage. It looks – it's a fucking dumpster fire of a fucking movie. I, I can't wait not to see that. I don't give a fuck. I just – I don't know if I have any interest in that movie. Mm. I don't have anybody in that fight. I was never part of that. No, I'm kind of anti-Warcraft because I played it for two years – Literally lost two years of my life playing. I never played it. I just my only thing connection to it is watching the South Park episode where they're pooping in buckets and playing it. That's not far from the fucking truth, dude. (laughs) I'm literally, honest to God, two years of my life gone playing that fucking game, and it is. That's all I would fucking do. And then just one day I was like, "This isn't worth it," and I, I fucking. Never, never fucking log back on ever again. Uh, it's I erase it from my computer. The fucking box is still sitting up here, but that's just because I haven't thrown it away. Now, kid, that I love video games, but Jesus Christ, that's an addiction. That's bad. That is fucking bad. Don't get in it. Drugs are bad, kids. So is Warcraft. But that movie looks like hot garbage. <laughs> fucking terrible. Anyway. But no, they didn't show that, but they showed like... Uh, ten trailers, though. Oh, they showed us 45 minutes worth of trailers. Yeah, it was crazy. But it was all trailers I've already seen. That was mm-hmm. the funny part. We got Rogue One and a couple other ones I don't even remember. Anyway, what else we got? Okay. Um, T-Shirt Joe wants to know, if you were stranded on an island filled with AIDS gorillas, what movies would you show them to distract them from raping you? I would show the AIDS gorillas. <laughs> Grades, you mean? I just imagine Gorilla Grodd with AIDS. <laughs> throwing shit around. I wouldn't show them any movies. I would be busy fashioning clubs and sticks and weaponry trying to fend, you know, protect myself from AIDS-ridden gorillas. But it, I'd show them uh, any which way but loose. Any which way. They'd all just flip you off at the end. <laughs> I would show them uh how about Dunstan checks in? <laughs> Does it have to be a monkey movie? Because I sure as shit ain't showing no, it shock. Dude, you show them shock, man. Those fuckers are weaponized. <laughs> guys... say, that's why I'm not showing them uh, Planet of the Apes. Nope. I am building a raft and getting off that fucking island. I would show them. I would show them Company of Wolves, just to confuse the living fuck out of them. Like that movie confused me. <laughs> mm. That's what I would show them. But anyway, what else we got? Yeah, get off that AIDS-ridden island, Joe. Jesus. Yeah, uh, Patricia Stevens wants to know, where's your favorite place to get movies? To buy? I I, I just got my first two Shout Fa- or Scream Factory movies. And I've like Jesus Christ, that chainsaw too. God, I'm not even through all the extras on that yet. And it's been a week I've had it. You know where's my favorite place to get movies? Out of print, Dan. I was going to say Dan's house. Dan's house. Especially when we get drunk and we start talking movies. 
Because <laughs> that's when I like make up movies and all of a sudden they start appearing. Dan just has them. Maybe it's Dan that's sucking the movies out of your mind. <laughs> no, because he's even claimed he wants to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> of people sucking movies out of my brain. We gotta figure out who made Helen Keller versus Nightwolves. I still want to see that. I haven't seen it either. We haven't seen RFD American Badass. Yeah, I want to see that too. Fuck, dude. No, uh, uh, I used to go all the time over in Muncie, which is where I go see all my movies. It's like the biggest town. Uh, There was a place called Dave's Video, and what would happen was, uh, I don't know, I might have told this story or not, but my my friend that lived with us, Stacy, she worked at Dave's Video, and Dave's Video is kind of we're basically where rick works you know come sell your stuff you know like that like a resell it was also a video rental store at the time but they made most of their money buying and selling movies so stacy worked there on every sunday uh basically this guy that ran this place uh mm-hmm. used to be in one of the frats that's on ball state campus so he would just buy, like hire uh, everybody from the frats mm-hmm. to work there, and those kids are idiots. So they would just like steal money and steal movies and give stuff away, and it was like I don't know how the place stayed open because they were just robbing that guy blind. But every Sunday, me and my buddy Wes, we would go in there, and anything we wanted was ninety nine cents. Any movie we wanted was nine, and I'd load up every fucking weekend. And I'm like, you're not going to get in trouble for this, Stacy, are you? And she's like, no, not at all. She says, Don't even worry about it. I'm the guy. I'm the person that does this the least. But I used to rent a bunch of shit. I still have like half of my video, my VHS collection came from that fucking store because the cycle was if you're on Ball State campus and you're a, a student, yeah, you uh, have to park at the parking lot of the football field. So the cycle went. Kids parked in the parking lot, crackheads broke into the car, stole all the movies, sold them at Dave's, and then Stacy sold them to me for 99 cents on Sunday. Nice. So I would funnel all the crackhead thefts into my my personal movie collection. But it, it was kind of one of those buy, sell, trade shit you see all the time. But where'd you get your shit at? Uh, I always used to get stuff rented. I always said Incredibly Strange Video. Uh, Bruce's place was my favorite place. Movie time before him. But even uh, if they're meaning theaters to go to, I love going to the Hollywood theater to see movies. I watched a 15 minute, you know, kind of, this is the Hollywood theater video the other night that was like, man, and, uh, Rich was on it and your buddy Sticks was on it. And, yeah. And that place is pretty awesome. It is. It is. I, I, I have seen a lot of stuff there. It's a really great place. I wanted to comment on there, but I was like, I was going to throw a comment on there. It was like, this is what pisses me off about not living in Pittsburgh is because like no places like this exist within the 200 miles of me. Yeah. It, it's so. a, it's an amazing place. It's a great place. I mean, if you're going to pick a movie theater, that's a place I like. It looks pretty cool. Single screen. Yeah. They had a little tour and stuff. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. But like I said, incredibly strange video was the place for me. That yeah, we had some. We had, we had two mom and pop video stores in my town. One was called the Video Shop. One was called uh, Video Connection, and they were the VHS that just those sons of bitches had every fucking thing, everything except Reanimator. Yeah, honestly. Anyway, but anyhow. That's what we got. 
It might be the last one. No, one more. Uh, Bootleg Tim Gross wants to know if you had to book a wrestling pay-per-view, what is your card? Who goes over? Oh, this is a good question. Yes, Rebel chat. Um, I'm going to even set the year. I'm going to put mine in 1997. Wow. <laughs> and it's going to be structured like an ECW event. I was going to say, you can't structure it now so because far. no one gets over, period, yeah. anymore. It just sucks now. I would have uh, – the opening match would be probably like Amish Roadkill versus Super Crazy. Ooh. How about that? Amish Roadkill versus Super Crazy. I'd have a Battle Royal in there because I love Battle Royals. They're like my favorite. That's why I love the fucking Royal Rumble. I think it's probably my favorite pay-per-view just because they pull people out of the fucking woodwork <laughs> to show up. I would definitely have Greg Valentine versus probably Harley Race. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm mixing up years, but I don't care. This is a fantasy card. Um, let's see. Aldo Montoya, the Portuguese Man of War, would be in there just because that guy. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck the WWF was thinking there. I know that's just incredible, but that fucking guy. You got to look that guy up. He would probably fight for T-Shirt Joe's sake, Iceman King Parsons. Um. And my main event would probably be, I'd, it would be a no holds bar. It would be a double, double main event. Mick Foley in a hardcore match against, uh, New Jack. That might end in murder. Um, and, uh, the main event would be probably, we're gonna recreate the ladder match from WrestleMania 10. Shawn Michaels <laughs> and Razor Ramon in a no holds barred ladder match. What about yours? It's really tough to say, but if you're going like around that time, I would love, uh, we would have to. Who would, who would comment on yours? The whole pay-per-view. If this would summarize what I wanted wrestling to be, Mm -hmm. it would start in the ring with Tajiri and Michael, Mikey Whipwreck. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mike Awesome, but nonetheless. I'm getting to Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome. It starts in the ring. They never have a bell that ends the match. Every two minutes, another ECW guy comes, and they fight all the luchadors that left the WCW, and they go and redo the junkyard match. Oh, shit. And the pay-per-view is two hours long. Whoever's left, they win the title. <laughs> I watched that. I have uh, we. I realized that Josh is... Password's still on my PlayStation for when we watch WrestleMania, and I looked up that jar, junkyard match the other day and watched it. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. Silver King does, he, he gets stabbed in the shoulder. He's got a piece of metal sticking out of the back of his shoulder. And Silver King, poor Silver King, those, that was a pretty fucking terrible match, honestly. Like, it was just brutal. It, it was a real dumb idea. Because mm-hmm. they had mouth, Jimmy Hart was in that. Mm-hmm. He's fucking yelling at people. That was just terrible. Hugh Morris, remember that dude? Hugh, Hugh Morris. Oh, what else was he? Go- uh, humorous. Yeah, Hugh Morris was in that motherfucker. Uh, Rocco Rock and uh, the Public Enemy. I can't remember the other guy. Rocco Rock and oh, I know. Yeah, I know who you're Johnny Grunge. Yeah, Johnny Grunge. They were in it. Silver King, Psychosis was in there. Yep. La Parka. La Parka. Volvano 4 and 5 were in there. Yep, Volvano 4 and 5. I believe Hardcore Hack was in there. He showed up at the end. 
Yes. And he tried to hit a dude with a fucking tow motor and blew up a car. And that was it. Then, like, he didn't win. Do you remember who won? Uh, that I don't know. Fit Finley. Fit Finley. Fit Finley won that son of a bitch. Because he climbed over the fucking fence. But yes. anyway, back to, that is it? That is it on the question, sir. Who would, who would be the commentating team for Tim Gross's pay-per-view of gloriousness? Uh, well, one would have, Joey Styles would have to be in there. And two, I would want Joel Gertner. Joel, the quintessential stud muffin Gertner. I would yeah, have... I, I know Jim Ross is good and I don't like him. You don't like Jim Ross? I was never a big Jim Ross fan. I was he's always only, he's only good with with Lawler. Yeah, I don't care about him any other way. Like that's that the, I I agree stuff. totally. Um, I, I was a I was a bigger fan of Tony Schiavone, yeah. just because he he like never seemed to break character. Mm-hmm. I loved when it was Schiavone and Bobby Heenan, because Bobby Heenan would just <laughs> he's always for the yep. yeah yeah he was. And it just seemed to drive Shivani nuts at times. Who was the fucking like pasty milk toast white guy for WCW? Mike Tenay. Mike Tenay. I would probably have. I always like Mongo. Eh. I always like Mongo McMichael. I love Jesse Ventura. I think he's probably number one on my fucking draft pick. I love Jesse Ventura. Uh, Vince was okay. He was he was okay when he had Piper. Piper? Yeah, when Piper would show up and he had Jesse showing up. But I'm sorry, like, out of the WWE guys, uh, Heenan, he How just... How about this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Heenan and I'm going to pick Jerry Lawler. And mm-hmm. a third, I think, I think uh, what's-his-face, JBL's not that bad either. No, he's he has grown over the years. Yeah, it but he's him, not bad. It took him a while, is the best thing I could say about him. It Taz took, wasn't bad. Michael Cole could go suck it. Uh, Coachman can go suck it. Those two are the worst. They're pretty fucking bad. Yeah, it just. But like I said, I you go in '97. I won ECW, WCW, Luchadors. We're talking Chris Jericho, even Rey Mysterio Jr., Psychosis, Hoovy. Uh, yeah, just all those guys. Yeah, Hooventoot, Hooventoot, <laughs> Guerrero, Hoovy Juice. Hoovy Juice and Chavo and Eddie and... Do you remember a guy in WCW called Blitzkrieg? Yes. That dude was the best luchador that they never fucking knew they had. And Halloween and... Yeah, he was Damien. in that junkyard. Yeah, Damien. I El, believe Dan- was... El Dandy. El Dandy. <laughs> no, that fucking Blitzkrieg guy, I looked him up and Jesus, I don't think... Like, me and Silent Brian had the theory when we saw him that that guy doesn't have internal organs. He's just a series of rubber banded gyroscopes. But also, too, 1997, if I'm going to have – if I have to have a match that happens before the Junkyard match, yes, I have to have Mikey Whipwreck and Tajiri. Uh, but I want a four-way dance. I just – I want to, you know, go back and redo this real quick. Uh, Tajiri, Mikey Whipwreck uh, – Super crazy. And the fourth person would be Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo Dragon? Yes. I'm pulling the, yeah. I'm pulling him out. Yes. Shit. Yes. He would be, it would be a four man opening match. And then we would have the junkyard match where it's everybody else. And there you go. 
World War Three. I will. I watched that fucking pay per view. Oh too. Jesus Christ! With the three cages and it, sixty wrestlers. It was a very bad idea. They they let go on way too long. <laughs> I think the one I watched, it was just like here come the giant, and he just literally threw twenty nine guys out and stood in the ring for like half the time. He, the commentators couldn't commentate. They didn't know who the fuck was who or where they were at. They were just like, oh, I think I see DDP in there. What the fuck's going on? I don't know. Anyway, we gotta get to our movies, sir. Uh, you, I'll do mine first because I we got we'll probably go long talking about Civil War. Yeah, it's a possibility. So my pick was Curse of the Blue Lights from nineteen eighty. I'm gonna guess eighty nine, eighty eight, eighty eight, eighty eight. Uh, written, directed, produced, catered. Uh. He was the driver all by this guy named Guy Henry Johnson, or Guy, John Henry Johnson. Um, directed, like, three things. Curse of the Blue Lights, some weird movie called Debulon Pike of the Blue Mountain. <laughs> I don't know, but this movie, holy shit, this is an out-of-print Dan movie. I remember this movie from, they had this on VHS, at a convenience store when I was probably in junior high and I remember picking it up and I'm like, what is this looks fucking awesome. And I never rented it because I'd never rented movies there because they were expensive as shit. And the people that ran that place were mean. I would only go in there to play video games because they had gauntlet and yes. they had gauntlet. They had Toki. They had tiger road for the wizard has shot the food. <laughs> Don't ever fucking do that, kids. <laughs> um, just get, people get fucking pissed. Yeah, that's the only you are legitimately allowed to punch a stranger when they shot. <laughs> just say, that was the worst thing when you were playing with people you never knew, and they would keep shooting the potions or keep shooting the food. There's like fights were about to begin. Fucking dicks man <laughs> you're gonna waste my quarter because you keep shooting the food dumbass <laughs> stupid kids that's the dumbest thing you can do but yeah th they had this movie there on this little rack spinny rack and I, I picked it up and i was like wow this is really fucking cool because it's an ass kick and the, the fucking poster is great and never never got to see it and completely fucking honest to god forgot about it until I think Whole Realm last year, I got it out of from out of print Dan and watched it, and I'm like, whoa, this is really kind of spookies like, and I like it. Um, it's made for the IMDb. I'm gonna look, but it's not gonna tell me the fucking budget. Mm -hmm. it, it was made for fifty five fifty, and fifty five fifty five fifty. But uh, did you notice this all takes this whole fucking movie takes place in Dudleyville? Yes, I was, I was watching it again today. I was like, I, I can't believe I've never picked up on this. Where's Spike? In the yeah, no shit. Where's the twisted section of Dudleyville? Where's Where's Big Dick Dudley? Sign guy. But it opens uh in a real uh, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow type of way because you got a farmer. It, this is low budget as shit. This is one step up from shot on video. Would you say? Mm -hmm. Like, there's not... All, all the money went to the effects in this movie. Yeah. Farmer's out plowing his field. 
They at least knew what they were doing with the effects. Oh, yeah. They fucking... That's somebody really good. The farmer's out in this field, uh, sees a... a I don't know what it was, a dead cat. Like, we don't have the best quality of this. Yeah, it's it's a dead cat. Yeah, it's a dead cat filled with yellow stuff. And uh, he gets attacked by the scarecrow that's behind him. And the scarecrow attacks him by puking cream corn on him. Yep. And then stabbing him with a shovel. And then we're off, kids. The fucking movie starts. Uh... You introduced about nine, eh, about seven, eight high school kids. I don't remember any of their names. Doesn't fucking matter. It, they're they're all leaving. They're they're going out on a date. They want to get out of town, but the guy's car is pretty shitty, and their other buddy got a new car that they wanted to see. It's like a '71 Cuda because they make a big deal about it, and they're like, "Oh, well, let's just stay this weekend, and we'll go out to Blue Lights." And they they say, "Well, Blue Lights is the place, kind of like." lover's lane there's a bunch of different things that they claim blue lights to be it's a lover's lane it's a place where a train wreck happened a long time ago because they hung the blue light instead of the red light and the train didn't stop and killed a bunch of people then it's just haunted and then blue lights is a place visited by ufos but anyway they all go out there one of them gets busted by a cop one of them you know you got your atypical prankster dipshit guy who the prankster dipshit guy, did you know, was wearing Silent Bob's jacket. <laughs> I swear, fucking Kevin Smith stole that trench coat off of that fucking guy. And I'll tell you another thing I noticed. This movie looks Canadian as shit. <laughs> but it is not. It was all filmed in Colorado. Yeah. This is the most American-made, Canadian-looking fucking thing <laughs> you want to see in your life. Maybe but, they were shooting at the same time they were shooting Body Count. Maybe, I don't know, but the bullet count in this and the the chomo kind of gross mustache, uh, the, those counts, very high in this fucking movie. Very high mullet ratio to mustache ratio. But they're out there with a cop. Uh, one kid falls down the hill and gets get hit in a ding-dong by a petrified monster hand sticking out of the ground. And then the theories start flying. Oh, well, it's a, a fucking monster. And they, they come up with it. It's this Muldoon man. And it's not living, but now it's petrified. And it used to rule the earth way before the humans were there. So cut to these fucking mon- this monster family. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. what this shit. There's this monster family coming home in this like fucking horse-drawn buggy with the grave or a, co- a coffin in the back with the farmer in it. And there, this guy, I don't know. His name in the movie is Loth. And wow. Uh, this guy makes the fucking movies. Cause imagine, I don't know if Alfred, he's like, imagine your local Shakespearean actor. <laughs> that's just like the worst fucking like neighborhood theater actor guy with the biggest goddamn head on this guy is amazing his cheeks are fucking huge he's got some pretty fucking kick-ass makeup on like his his cheeks are all got like uh wrinkles in them and he's got the london after midnight kind of sharpened teeth and he's got the yellow uh contacts and long blonde or long gray ponytail. He looks pretty fucking kick-ass. Yeah. 
and his name is Loth. Never has been a more fitting name for a character than Loth. <laughs> He's the head of this weird family. They're going to fucking sacrifice this guy to the Muldoon man and finish what they started a long time ago and bring Muldoon man back to claim the darkness back and ruin the light. And the kids go into the crypt. They get into the house and the house is real fucking like spookies type shit in there. You got zombies and he's got two henchmen. One of them is a, a boar man, like half man, half pig. And the other one is just like this really crazy fucking zombie. But there's, the cheesiest sword fights you ever want to fucking see. Like this, this movie is burial ground meets spookies on a $200 fucking budget. Um, it's just, it's bad. It's a bad movie. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I'm trying to give this movie justice. It's a bad movie that you love because the appreciation and, like, the fucking just total dedication to this shit that was put on the screen from the filmmaker. Like, you could tell that shine through. The ghoul, the gore is fucking plentiful, but I'm pretty sure when they melt that dude's head into that pipe, into the Muldoon man's mouth, I'm pretty sure that was baked beans. I was going to say, that's baked beans they're throwing in there, man. I'm pretty sure that was baked beans. But Because they, they also, too, when the one dude... Gets killed. He gets killed off screen. The one zombie goal thing. Yeah. And they don't really show him being killed. And even when Muldoon man's getting killed, you only get to see very briefly his face being ripped off. Yeah. Well, fucking Loth's head completely gets fucking obliterated. Yeah. Like the level of gore is pretty impressive in this for just like a a cheesy movie from 1988. But I would recommend this. I like it. it. It's one of those movies that I watched this for the first time with Brian, Silent Brian, and one of my other buddies, and we just laughed our asses off. Yeah. But it's, it's, there's something here. There's love and an appreciation of, like, total dedication to what they were doing that puts this movie kind of over. I'm going to give it, I'll give it a, I'll give it a good 70 stars. What do you think about it, Tim? Um, well, first off, I was going to say, when I first seen this, I gave it one and a half stars, but that has to improve to two and a half after watching this again. Uh, I didn't know about this for a very long time. I didn't realize there was Curse of the Blue Lights up until a couple years ago. Oh, what I, is this? Curse of the Blue Lights Special Deluxe Edition? This is the Code Red one that supposedly that is out there. But out of print. No, this I'm not even gonna fucking give this the time of day. It's code red. It, it, it just kills me. The people that still like bow to the code red. Uh, I just don't like the guy's business practices. I think he's a fucking scam artist. Oh, I do too. And I, just coming down to that without even getting into really getting into that. I I'm all with you on that. I think he's an asshat. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big bunch of, especially with what went down with Savage Streets, piss on that. I, I think it just, that's bullshit. But anyhow, Curse of the Blue Lights I didn't know existed until like two, three years ago. I, I, I enjoyed it enough that I have to talk about it on a regular basis with stuff like Spookies and other mm-hmm. things of that nature. And I like it more now than I did then. 
but it was one of those 80s movies. Yeah, it definitely uh, – you could tell they didn't have the budget. And probably you got to wonder what they would have did if they didn't spend the money on shooting this on VHS instead of film. They would have I probably, wondered. Because it's got a weird ratio and it's just – yeah. Because <clears throat> I got to wonder – that's where a lot of their money went to was – running the equipment and uh, of course the makeup. The, and that's the one thing to take out of this. It, I will always give them credit. They did a hell of a job on Muldoon man and his little goals and stuff like that. Sure did. And for low budget films, yeah, the acting is bad. It, oh, I think the problem at the first time watching this movie, even though I am glad still to this day, finding this movie and watching it, the first I think first impression that I find wrong with it, it runs, it is an hour and 40 minutes long or hour and 41 minutes. The whole witch scene where yeah. they go see the witch really, really, really bogs down that movie. And I think you literally, because that off and on goes on for about 10, 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think that kills any kind of like – I think they – just bottom line, they should have edited the witch out. I yeah, think that's they, the storyline in this movie that just has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, it really – they could have edited the witch out and kept it bare bones where, okay, these kids find uh, find the – you know, find the statue and eventually the creep factor, which the statue, if you're paying attention – Again, effects. Somebody had the money to give somebody to do something because the creature up close is mechanical effects. Mm-hmm. The creature far away is a person in a suit. So somebody knew what they were doing is the point I'm getting at. So I got to give them credit for that. But again, like I said, I think the witch, that whole thing just, it kills everything. And I know they felt like that's connecting everything and it actually doesn't. It just seems like it's filler more than part of the movie because I would have rather seen the kids running around getting uh, totally d- getting pulled over again by Dudley Do Right as the one character calls them. I'd have rather seen that kind of stuff and then them fighting the zombies in the graveyard, and I'd rather have seen more of that stuff and even more of Muldoon Man. Basically, <laughs> you're first introduced to Muldoon Man. And he's basically giving his ghouls beers, and then five minutes later, he's pitching yep. at them because they're incompetent. Well, <laughs> did you? I got the feeling like the whole witch angle was like, okay, obviously they're taking, you know, their cues from other horror movies because yeah, oh yeah. Did you think that was a we love Phantasm and Phantasm has that part in it that I'm not a big fan of where they go see the fucking psychic and she makes the book like put your hand in the box. I can see where you're making that connection, especially with the Hemi Kuda being being. Yeah, that too. That too. That was just real weird. Yeah. Which uh, if you I bet you any amount of money that was, hey, I know I know this this dude dude that has a friend. That has a Hemi Cuda that we could borrow for one night, mm-hmm. but we can't touch it. We can't do nothing with it. No, that thing was fucking awesome. It had the big motor sticking out of the guy. Yeah, there. if you paid attention, not a lot really happened around that car. Mm-mm. It was like they were being careful. Yeah. You paid attention to it. 
I think that was the big thing. You really had to pay attention to that. But, uh, like I said, Phantasm, I don't know. But I, I do agree with you. Yeah, they could have left that out of Phantasm. But it's just, I, I enjoyed the movie. I just felt like more editing could have been done. And, but I, yeah, they did use a lot of horror movies, and I would have rather them keep with the 80s formula than trying the four stuff, and I I just felt like that was being forced in there, that whole witch thing, because it had no business being in there. No, it didn't. But it was, it's a good movie. I, I mean, is it a great movie? No. Uh-uh. But I, like I said, from originally when I wrote the wrote the review for it a couple years ago and I gave it one and a half stars, I now give it two and a half stars because I like it. I, I, I just, I really, it's a fun, bad movie. Totally. I, yeah, Spooky's fans would love it, I think, because that's like, I don't know, it seems like a Spooky's type of movie, you know, big monsters and shit. I like it. I give it a uh, 70 stars, I think. I don't remember. And it, it grew in Tim Gross's eyes. That's good. I, yeah, it did. I, I just, it's a fun. How can you not like creatures and stuff like that and teenagers trying to fight the creatures and nobody believes the teenagers, of course. But it also, too, the other thing, to, uh, like you're trying to talk about, uh, it, you could definitely tell it only takes all in place in like two locations mm-hmm. at the time. Yep. And, uh, well, yeah, we say watch it if you could. God, this is going to be impossible to find. Like, this it's probably on YouTube, maybe. I don't know where to contact out of print Dan if you want a copy of this. That's where yeah, I'm Yeah, it's, I believe it's, uh, I'll check right now. I believe it's out there in parts on YouTube. I could be wrong. I know it's been taken down once or twice. Yeah. Uh, but we know Code Red claimed they put a DVD version out there, and there's supposedly a DVD for $40 on Amazon out there. Yes, it's in full out there, and it kind of looks Spanish or Italian. I don't know. Somebody like that? Yes. Shit, I don't know. I've had this from Out of Print Dan for a year. Yeah. It... Yep, it plays, it works. Bunch of foreign language, I'm going to guess, maybe even German. Ooh. The Germans got it. There we You need the out of print Dan special double feature of this and Killer Dead. Well, not to drive the nail even more into uh, and bring up about Code Red, but reading some of the comments about this film being on their version, on the Code Red version. Somebody mm-hmm. took them to task saying, uh, A, uh, for anybody interested, it isn't the unrated version of Curse of the Blue Lights. Apparently, the VHS is three minutes longer. Uh, B, there is scenes missing, including there's a part in the ending missing from the VHS copy. That's in the VHS copy and not the DVD supposedly released by Code Red. So you decide what you want to see and how much you want to spend. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend getting involved with that Code Red at all. Anyway... Let's talk about Civil War, sir. We watched it today, or I did. You watched it yesterday. Yeah, I seen it with uh, my daughter yesterday. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'm just going to say this right now. Spider-Man stole it. 
This job. We try to save as many people as we can. Sometimes that doesn't mean everybody. But you don't give up. New York. Washington, D.C. Sokovia. Okay, that's enough. Captain, people are afraid. That's why I'm here. We need to be put in check. Whatever form that takes, I'm game. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. I know we're not perfect. But the safest hands are still our own. much by time this gets posted everyone has either seen it or heard what's going on yeah, so spoilers so, we're gonna so spoiler alert people bottom line it's gonna happen if you haven't already heard about it already in the past two days it's been on it's only did it break records like i had i it didn't it but it did make what was it 182 million this weekend look because i'm on uh well uh let's see and I thought I heard it. 181. Yeah, 181 million. And it, I heard it was released a week ago overseas and it made like 150 million overseas or something too. I think it broke the opening day record. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that was probably Thursday night going into Friday. I think it broke that record. I'm not sure. Either way, it made a shitload of money. Yes, it did. And it's going to already pass Batman versus Superman probably by next week, if not the week after. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna dig a grave for that movie, which is a shame. But first, it's a well put together movie. Uh, second, basically, Captain America uh, is looking for Bucky, and. He only has a couple of people on his side helping him out, looking for Bucky. Iron Man Tony Stark's doing his own thing. 
everybody's pretty much doing their own thing. And I thought that was the really cool thing about this movie. Even though it's Captain America Civil War, mm-hmm. it is basically an extension of the Avengers film. It's kind of Avengers two and a half. Yeah, they said when they put this out, this was kind of the apology movie for Age of Ultron. I liked Age of Ultron. It's okay. It's not I just It's I'm sorry. I'm pretty indifferent it, on it, man. It, I mean, they're popcorn movies. Sure. Let's be honest. Yeah. You can't get downright serious. I mean, for the most part outside of the Iron Man movies, like Iron Man 3, I think might be the best one they've made out of all of these, if not Iron Man 1. But Oh, yeah. I agree with that. Totally. It's summer popcorn films. These movies are made to just be mindless entertainment. They're escapism. And that's all they are. Be happy for them. They ain't something crappy like Amazing Spider-Man. But we'll get into that. (laughs) But the point is, everybody's off doing their thing. Everybody gets equal time in this film, which I thought was really cool. But basically... Captain America finds Bucky, but basically he finds Bucky through the CIA because apparently Bucky blows up a thing, and this is how Black Panther is introduced. Let's just uh, say Bucky is the Manchurian candidate. Yes, which they even Tony Stark uses that line yeah. in the movie. He is. That's yeah. what I got out of it. Yeah, big time. Yeah, and basically the right things to Bucky, he turns in from Bucky to like ultra assassin. Yeah, and basically the whole point of it was, A, they introduced Baron Zemo, who is behind everything, but B, also it creates this rift among the Avengers, that basically you have to pick a side, who's right, who's wrong, and for the most part, they even bring back into the fold, because now Secretary of the State is, uh, what's her name, Betsy Ross's dad from Incredible Hulk. Uh-huh. Uh, He's back in the fold, and we all know he hates the Hulk. He doesn't like the Avengers. And basically he's saying, hey, Allians need to be in check. And after Stark is confronted by this woman. He's the one who introduces the bill that Captain America won't sign. Because what was it? They introduced the bill after the events of Age of Ultron. Yes, Sokovia, yes. The city floated up in the air, and they said, look, we want you guys around, but you're causing too many casualties because there was a, a fight. In the first part, the Scarlet Witch blows up a big hunk out of a building. Yeah, she goes, uh, the dude, after Captain America catches the guy and wants to question him, the guy basically has a suicide bomb on him. So she throws him up in air with her powers, and basically he blows up on the side of a building that eventually ends up uh, killing people. So, yep. yep, see, somebody's already questioning $40 for Curse of the Blue Lights. Yeah, rightfully so. <laughs> but anyhow, that threw me off there. Uh, but anyhow, this is why they want to put these people in check. Yeah, they're going to put them underneath <clears throat> the umbrella of a, like, uh... Basically, the UN is deciding, okay. Yeah, they have a council that says it's going to be okay if they go in and do what they do or not. Yeah, basically, it would take a longer bit of time, and like Captain America says, you know, I'm going to go do it anyhow. Yeah, Captain America ain't having none of it. Yeah, and whether he's right or wrong, he 
says, you know, people need protected, blah, blah, blah. It's an interesting concept. Uh-huh. It is, it is, it, it does touch, touch on politics now. Uh, n- not in a very serious way, but right. it does bring up some interesting, you know, subject, some subject matter to talk about, you know, if you're into politics. But the whole point is, Basically, they want the Avengers in check, and they just want to be brought out just in case, yeah, some aliens come back to Earth, or because um, you have Vision who keeps talking about it every time. Is it villains are being made on a regular basis that we do need the Avengers, or is it because of the Avengers, do villains now feel they have to challenge the Avengers? Right. They turn into themes like that in Batman, too. Yeah, and it's a good concept, but they don't weigh on it totally. But it quickly spirals out of control and tears the team apart because they start questioning, okay, well, I don't want to sign if Captain America doesn't want to sign. And basically, Tony Stark's trying to get everybody to sign because he's feeling uh, he sees a woman in front of an elevator after a speech that he does. And basically he's having a guilty conscience of whether he should even be still doing this. He's basically have gotten rid of the Iron Man suits. He's having problems with pepper pots now. And that's Did a you big... know who I thought that black lady was that confronted him about the death of a uh, CCH pounder. I thought that was CCH pounder. <laughs> no, but somebody it's almost just as popular. I don't know her Al- name. Her name's Alfie, Alfie Woodard. But yeah, she's done a lot of TV and oh, wow. she, yeah, you name a TV series, she's probably done an episode of it. She is in a lot of different movies. Like CCH Pounder, she's in there and gone before you know it. <laughs> CCH Pounder. <laughs> <laughs> that name is hilarious. It's the greatest name of all time. Go on. She doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Her name belongs in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> But anyhow, um, basically she explains to Tony Stark that Tony Stark killed her kid, who decided, good kid decides to do a peace thing overseas in Sokovia, and is killed during the event. So this sends basically Tony Stark in overdrive, basically just saying, hey, you know what, we all need to be put in check, we all need to do this now, you know, the... the, it's one of those things. And as much as Captain America agrees with it, he does. He's like, you know what? I can't do this. Cause he's like on his conscience. He feels bad. If he doesn't do something, people will die. Mm-hmm. And it, it gives you that thing to basically decide. And it all starts with Baron Zemo basically screwing over Bucky becoming Bucky for just so Bucky could be found. And then that's when Captain America starts questioning more. And before you even know it, they decide, okay, who are we recruiting? Both sides. Ant-Man gets to be on Captain America's side because Falcon knows somebody. Best part of the movie happens when Tony Stark's like, I know of somebody. And as soon as he says that, my daughter almost jumped out of her chair and was like, bugging in the middle of the aisle and basically doing Spider-Man moves. And she knew that's what it was going down. I knew it was going down and I don't care what anybody says to me. This is the best version of Spider-Man. This is the way Spider-Man should always been. I love this Spider-Man. Don't get me wrong. I love Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Very good. Still love him. 
but this is the version. It should have been done from the start because this is teenage Spider-Man. And it, the whole point to him was he has the powers, but he knows nothing of what to do with them. Mm-hmm. And he's not trying to become friends with anyone except for trying to impress Tony Stark and just trying to stand up for the, for the little man is basically. And that's what they say in the movie. Yep. He's that guy trying to protect the people who can't protect themselves. He isn't out there looking for Dr. Doom yet. He isn't out there trying to fight Rhino. He isn't out there fighting Dr. Octopus. You know, it's not that he's fighting criminals. Aunt May is played by Marissa Torme. Horribly recast, like miscast. I I understood why they recasted her as that. Aunt May, if you're going to stick to Spider-Man, Aunt May's an old lady and she is a hot, 47-year-old chick. (laughs) I understand that they put her in there because they wanted, like, Tony Stark to kind of hit on her. Yes, exactly. That was a sore thumb. That, you you know what, honestly, yeah, I'll allow you to argue that. But Spider-Man, the way he is, Tom Holland hit it perfectly. Uh, Teenage kid doesn't know any, you know, doesn't know anything, but is very smart. Who builds his own little web devices and has cartridges. They don't get into it. They just hint at it, but it already impresses Tony Stark. But the thing that you get out of when they're all fighting each other at the airport, because that's when they're, they don't want Captain America and Bucky going to Siberia to try to get Baron Zemo. Uh, when it comes down to that, and this is after Bucky is, escapes, so, and help from Captain America. When they're warring at the airport, at any point in time, Spider-Man can take any of them out. He steals Captain America's shield. He's fighting with Captain America. He's fighting with Falcon and Bucky. He's fighting with everybody. And he's holding his own, if not beating these people. And he's like 16. Yeah. And that's, to me, that is the original concept of Spider-Man. He doesn't know any better. He can beat all these people. And, like, even in the middle of the fight, he's fighting Captain America. Captain America's like, I don't even have time, so I'm going to drop a plane on you. And Spider-Man holds the plane. Mm-hmm. And just basically, they have this little jaw where he's like, where are you from, kid? He's like, Queens. He's like, Brooklyn. You got a good heart, kid. And it's just the whole point. He acknowledges Spider-Man is somebody not to fight, but to have as an ally. Which is smart, but it's just great. I love the whole, I love the joking thing aspect of Spider-Man. It is what Spider-Man always was. This is what Stan Lee always wanted Spider-Man from the beginning to be. And this is what I remember Spider-Man as. And what I think was the topper is when Spider-Man is like, everybody remember that really, really old movie Empire Strikes Back? (laughs) And all the superheroes are basically like, what? (laughs) You know, it just, it showed the age between all the superheroes, even Ant-Man, and the Spider-Man they have introduced. And I think that was possibly the best scene of all the movies because it made so much sense. This is you getting Spider-Man right. And I think this was Disney's apology for Amazing (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. For me, at least. That's how I seen it. But he was awesome. And they fight... Uh, you know, the fight is over. Ant-Man has, you know, done his thing where he gets really, really big. And uh, 
basically he's just allowing Captain America and uh, Bucky to escape. They escape. They finally get in Siberia, and this is where we learn once they find Baron Zemo, this is how basically the Avengers are supposed to fight and break up completely, where Captain America and Bucky must fight for their lives against Iron Man because Bucky killed Stark's parents, Mm -hmm. and Captain America always knew it. And basically, they both fight to the death where Captain America rips off Bucky's arm, and Basically, it's to the point where Captain America is like, I could do this all day and has the chance to kill Tony Stark and doesn't. Yeah. And they basically set in their own ways. Everybody gets their equal in time, but also, too, it sets it up where everybody go do their own movie. I really liked I liked how they brought in the Black Panther. That guy was awesome. He was cool. I approve of that totally. Very cool. But it was sitting there, the wife and I were talking about it after the movie when we got home. It was like, I remember in the mid-90s when we were talking about Black Panther, and Wesley Snipes was going to be the Black Panther. I could have handled that. I wouldn't, no. You know, everybody gets their second chance at Marvel. Chris Evans was fucking Johnny Storm before he was Captain America. Uh, There was another one, too, that played two characters. Ryan Reynolds was Green Lantern before he was Deadpool. Yep, and he was Deadpool... uh, in the Wolverine shit movie. Yeah, yeah. And also he was in the Blade movie as one of the... Uh, Animal the, King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, too, I still believe, I still hold hope that they're going to bring Wesley Snipe back in the Blade fold. He, I, look, if if you're going to do another Blade, should probably... Ex- I don't know. I was having this discussion because Josh went with me. Do the X-Men exist in this universe? And I don't think they do because they've never mentioned it. No, I don't believe they do. Okay. Then does, I I think Blade probably would work better. I could handle Blade in an Avengers movie. That would be awesome. You know, the Avengers take everything. That's like, well, now, now that you bring this up, I'm wondering because of how young Spider-Man is. Yeah. Does this set up where. The next Spider-Man movie, because at the end of the movie, of course, they say Spider-Man will return, isn't so much, we're not, the origin stories are gone. I think they're out the window now. Oh, we don't need, yes, please, no. I Do we now see, does Spider-Man now, do we get like the cartoons where Spider-Man meets up with the Punisher, Spider-Man meets up with X-Men, Spider-Man meets up with, you know, whoever. Is that where they're move the direction they're moving into? Because Spider Man is actually the person that really connects a lot of these groups. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, is that the direction Disney slash Marvel is going to go in now for movies? Is Spider Man gonna hook up with these other like Fantastic Four or? Well, they've got the rights now, so yeah. Is Spider Man gonna go with the Hulk? I missed. Okay, maybe. And will we get Spider-Man and his amazing friends? I don't know. <laughs> let me ask you this, because uh, uh, let me burst the bubble. I fucking hated this movie. Really? I did not know. I didn't fucking like Civil War. At, I'm kind of. I was shocked that I did not like it at all. Um, there's some good stuff in there. Like I said, fucking Black Panther was awesome. I was. I love that dude. Spider-Man, I know, I had this discussion, I know he's the G-Shucks, aw, oh, geez, whiz kid, I just, 
He was okay. I liked him. I liked, I liked Spider-Man. I liked him. Baron Zima. Okay. Let me, let me get, cause I, I was getting flamed on, on a, on a pretty bad about this earlier on Facebook, but I don't care. It's, it's fucking Facebook. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Marvel, a same problem I had with fucking Ultron. You had Ulysses Claw in there, which is an awesome bad guy, and you did nothing with him. This movie starts out, first thing that happens is a fucking awesome bank robbery, because you always have to start out with the fucking big action scene. They bring out Crossbones, and he's been in Captain America. He was in the Winter Soldier. He's he's played by Frank Grillo, Mm -hmm. who is the guy in the Purge movies and stuff. Crossbones is beating the shit. He's stealing a biological weapon, like a virus. Yeah. Why? Why did he do that? I did. I like, seriously, did I miss something? Why was that a, was that a plot point that just went nowhere or just something that, uh, who knows? Well, you gotta wonder if it's something they ended up cutting out just for the mere reason of time. Cause like there, there's, the Avengers, Captain America, well, at least Captain America, Black Widow are stalking him. Like they, they're, they have him under surveillance and he, that opening scene is fucking awesome. It's a bank heist and Crossbones is just a great character. They do, he beats the living shit out of Captain America with his punching gauntlets. And then you know what? Nothing. They do nothing with that character. They kill him. Gone. Fucking out. I'm like, ah. Oh! Man, you set up this fucking kick-ass character and you fucking killed him. You give us Doc, you give us Ulysses Claw and Ultron and you did nothing with him. Even Baron Zemo in this movie, this movie I was telling, I, I think I texted this to Dano. Baron Zemo in this movie is the Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark. If you take Indiana Jones out of Raiders of the Lost Ark, doesn't you know the Nazis still? He makes no difference. Mm-hmm. Nazi's faces still melt off at the end, with or without Indiana Jones. Baron Zemo in this movie, what was he was completely fucking useless. Like, what was his fucking end game? I don't get it. That guy, they took another fucking cool ass villain and did nothing with him. He killed I, I, Mark's parents. I, I was gonna say, I Not think they have plans for Baron Zemo. I don't know, but he I'm was, not saying you're wrong in your criticism. I'm just saying I think they have plans. He was weak as shit, and after that opening scene, I didn't give a fuck what was going on in this movie. Like it was real fucking like politic political thriller, boring until Spider-Man showed up. And like and I, I've and I've seen a lot of people so much filler. Yeah, say that. So much goddamn filler. I'm like, I, 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 how, what, Spider-Man shows up at probably like the hour mark, right? Yes. It, and I looked at Josh and I'm like, Jesus Christ, is something going to fucking happen in this movie? It's well, let me ask you this. Ridiculous. Let me ask you this. Since this is Captain America Part 3 yeah. and this is Civil War. And I feel like it's more Avengers 3 than it is. Yes. You know what I mean? Did you feel like... And I was wondering, like, as much as I like the movie, mm-hmm. did you feel like they were trying not to fuck the, up the movie? No, I didn't. I, I just, I don't know what I felt. I, I was, I fell asleep twice, dude. <clears throat> See, I got the feeling like if there was anything bad about this movie, I was going to say. Are you say saying, it's... do you think they were trying to just pay fan service and that was it with this movie? Yes. 
I think they no, were trying to so. move. I think they're trying to move the plot along. Yes. I, I think so. And another criticism I have of this movie, this movie is a framework for an opening fight, a middle fight, and an ending. And that's it. There's a chase in there that's okay, but that's part of the, you know, middle fight. That's all there is to this movie. Fight scene, fight chase scene, end. Nothing happened. And in the the middle, like, the fight scenes were great. I, I really liked them. I, I don't want to seem like I'm too harsh on this movie, even though I did not like it at all. Okay, the fight scene, the second one. I loved Ant-Man. He was the mm-hmm. best part about that, I think. He was better than Spider-Man. He goes real tiny, and he gets in, in uh, Iron Man's suit. He gets yeah, and real even, super huge. He <laughs> even punches Spider-Man. Yeah, and, and I, I was digging all of that shit. Everybody got their equal time, and that was all great. The Vision, what the, did they forget about him? In no, the, they in, didn't. In the second I, fight? Because, like, he just, I'm here, and guess what? I'm not going to participate in this fight. I'm not going to be in this. I got to, like I said, I got to wonder if this movie was like one of those movies that was three and a half hours long. And there's another character, the Vision. They didn't do anything. They they turned the Vision into a fucking babysitter in this movie. Yeah, they did. And the sad part is he's an inch. He brought up interesting subjects that could make for an interesting movie. (laughs) And that I could understand your argument. For me, it was all about Spider Man. I just yeah, he was good. For me, that's what made the movie. Is the movie as good as the first Avengers movie? No, it's not. Mm, no, yeah, you're right. Would, is is the movie better than the second one? Is the movie that. typical again because it's called Captain America? Is it typical Captain America movie? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Captain America is not overwhelming. It's not the best of the Marvel movies by any means. Are they entertaining? Yes, but I've always felt the Captain America movies were not the best ones out there. And there's a lot of people that claim they are. I, that first one's hit real hit or miss. Like I said, that, that first one, they missed the, they could have been the best Marvel movie. I like the first one just for the mere fact of red skull. Had they cast Peter Stormare as the red skull, (laughs) dude, I'm that's like not even joking. That fucking red skull sucked. I love the Red Skull. Peter Stormare as the Red Skull would have fucking been the best. I would have took him as the Red Skull. He would have brought something, that that weird creep vibe that he has to it. But yeah, that first one's okay. I I don't know. That first one is okay. But then it's like they give you the, they're like, okay, this is the origin story of Captain America. And then when he gets to the fighting with the fucking Howling Commandos and Dum Dum Dugan and all those guys, they do it in a montage. And it was like, uh, well, he just took over all of Europe. And I, but I want to see that. I want to see those fights. Don't give it to me in montage. That was my problem with that movie. But it's, it's, it, that but I, that's how I looked at it. Like, and that's what I'm trying to say. Like, for me, I enjoyed this movie. Am I going to enjoy this as much as X-Men movie? It's coming out uh-uh. in a few weeks. No, the X-Men movie is going to be better. Yeah, I but, like. I really like those X-Men. But for me, I was – and I loved Ant-Man being in this. Mm-hmm. And I just 
For me, this was just a movie moving the story along so they could do an Iron Man 4 and be done with Iron Man. And I think they are. I don't think – I didn't get that at all. I think Iron Man's done with his solo movies. I really no, don't. I, no, the, he's he's doing one more. There are, oh, they, is he? Yeah, they've been talking about it. I didn't know that because they ended part three just perfect. Like that's th- that character's arc. I feel like this is – if they do another Iron Man movie, I feel like it'd be like, okay, we're going to do the fourth Pirates movie. And you're like, no, please don't. Well, you I, might, yeah, you might have it. But I think, and that was the thing that came out of this, it sets up for everybody to go do their movies. But like I said, I get back to it. I love this movie. Or I should say, I enjoyed this movie. I find it entertaining <coughs> and everything about it. And I, uh, Baron Zemo, I'm, again, you're speaking as a fan of Baron Zemo. I'm not saying like they, they they have these awesome bad guys that they never let be awesome bad guys. They just treat them like all those those three characters I mentioned. They just treat them like well as plot points. Except for Mandarin in Iron Man three, which they did an amazing. Well, job. they treated him as a plot point, but that was a really good one. Yes, <laughs> yeah, very very his... very good one. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. That, that's Shane Black. That's just Shane Black being. But for me, like I said, Spider-Man was the highlight. Spider-Man was stole this movie. See, I don't know, man. I, I would, I don't know. I just like those, and it's it's my Raimi. I, I love Raimi. I don't think they're ever going to get better than those first two that he. No, did. see, I love Raimi. Don't get me wrong. Don't get wrong. What I'm saying about yeah. Spider-Man, trying to make that point about it. But if I'm going to have a vision of Spider-Man, you want it to be this kid? I want 60s version. I want. Yeah, I want it to be the kid. You know, I I would go to honestly, I'd go see that. I don't know if I'd whether like it or not. But I I want it because I've all in my mind and even as a kid when growing up with Spider-Man, well, there was the cartoons, the really crappy 70s movies and TV movies they had. Even, you know, whatever you, incarnation. What was the one cartoon where he was with the chick of the Human Torch? That is Amazing Friends. That's Firestarter and Iceman. Firestarter. I always think that's the Human Torch for some reason. Yes, because they actually would team up with the Incredible Hulk, Bruce Banner, from time to time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said maybe we'll get that. That would be, that would be cool. But the point Bring is... Chris Evans back to play fucking Human <laughs> Torch or fucking Firestarter. Just confuse the living shit out of everybody. That'd be great. <laughs> Tell him he's transgender. Yeah, uh, he's, he's, he's he's superhero fluid is what he is. He doesn't yes, have to there you some go. Some days he's fucking Captain America. Some days he's fucking Johnny Storm. Other days he's the guy from fucking Snowpiercer. <laughs> is this movie? Because it real quick, uh, the Spider Man. It's the Spider Man I always wanted. I I him being the kid. As much as I love Tobey Maguire. Uh, I thought it was the right choice at the time. I don't know who this kid is, but he, he did a good job. Yeah, Tobey Maguire was great. Raimi's vision of Spider-Man was great. I have no problem with it. My problem was Amazing Spider-Man. And Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I can't make it more than five minutes through. You don't like the second one? I think the second one's the best. I I can't watch it, dude. I hate the first one as much. The first one just wait, bothers wait, wait, me. Wait, wait, wait. I think we're I think we're talking about different. Are we talking yes. about the Raimi ones? 
No, 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 okay, no. Okay, yeah, those two we're, are garbage. Yeah, we're talking Amazing Spider-Man, the ones they brought out recently, where yeah, they decided, hey, we're going to redo the origin of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And that was my problem from the beginning. If if you're going to do the origin, you should do what they did in Civil War, is basically how it should have been done. You don't need a full movie for it. Just introduce him the way you did. He's a kid. He could take on anybody there is and beat him if he wanted to. But that's just the whole thing. But getting past that, because we're just going to harp on that the whole time. I loved it. I thought he was great. But uh, the second part of it is, is this the best of the Marvel movies? No, not by far. I just, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I seen it as entertaining. Uh, just to sit there and not think of anything for two and a half hours was cool with me. For me, it was just moving the storylines along, which was fine. Yeah, I'm putting, uh, maybe I'm just getting a little too old man about it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is, you're, like you said, it's a fucking popcorn. Check your brain at the door. Yeah. I just, oh. Man, it, it really is. That's what Marvel did slash Disney is doing at this point. They are basically saying, check your if we're, you know, I think DC needs to go with this formula where you it, just make those popcorn movies. And I think they would do it right. And that's what this is. Civil War was that. And for me, it was entertaining. i probably give it three and a half out of four stars. I think it's a fun movie. Anybody can watch this movie. You don't have to see the past ones in order to be into this one. Uh, I just think it's one of those things, and especially to now uh, another dimension, with Guardians of the Galaxy being out there, I think people have focused their attention and plus having a different kind of X-Men being out there. I think people want to see what they're going to do with those things, because if you're not doing Avengers, I think unless if superheroes would have died in this civil war, I think it would be a bigger movie. I was, you know, they paralyzed war machine. I was yes. really, if you put, if you put me in charge of this movie, Somebody's got to die. Someone yes. has to. I think that would have made it. That would have grounded it more in a reality. Yes. And I think that person. I honestly would have Game of Thrones. That I would have killed Iron Man. I think that yeah, would have been. Yeah, but you know movie. what? I'm wondering if that's going to be Iron Man four leading into the next Avengers movie, and that's it. Like that's how they finish that off. Is where Iron Man gets killed. It's, you gotta. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't like this movie. I thought it was just. I, that's my problem, man. You got cool fucking villains. You gotta. You gotta roll with that, man. You got. You got. You're. You're just taking these cool villains and then using them as something to roll the plot on. And and can I get an amen? Can we get on with the Thanos shit? Already? Yeah, I that again. Can we get on with this Infinity Stone shit? And that's where the Guardians of the Galaxy comes in. I um, know, I know. Which but, is Kurt Russell going to be in it? Yeah, but your arguments are valid, and that's what I said. The thing with this is, you can make as many arguments as you make about this movie. There's points of this movie that just I can sit there and say, well, that's the reason why this movie's good. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Excuse me. And that's the thing. It's not where I I just, like I said, I just find it as popcorn entertainment. I'm glad it, it is what it is, but I wasn't, my other thing is too, I looked at it as a Captain America movie and I go back to, I was never a huge Captain America fan. (laughs) It just seems okay. I don't dislike it. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I think that's part of the thing. He was there. So, but anyway, uh, like I said, I give it three and a half out of four stars. I'm going to rate this for real. I'm going to rate it on the Tim Gross rating system. I'm giving it a one. Wow. Damn, I I was not happy with it. It was just. Now, are you going to be like. Are I'm you reading gonna... the internet and everybody's like, this is the greatest goddamn movie. And no, uh, I won't say it. Is it everybody. very entertaining and a lot of fun. Yes. Is it greatest Marvel movie? No, there's several others better. Plain and simple. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I, would, I no, Okay, I was going to ask you earlier, did I miss something? Uh, did they say why Thor and the Hulk were not in this? Thor was in a different dimension. Okay. Uh, they mentioned Loki. Hulk, as they ended Avengers, Hulk cannot be found. And I think, Do you think, because I was telling Josh this, do you think that's uh, setting up World War Hulk? There's a lot of... That would be really cool. There's a lot of storylines and stuff being rumored, but nothing concrete being thrown out there. Because I've heard everything from Planet Hulk to just... I mean, I've heard five different storylines in probably the past five months that Marvel's going to do for Hulk. But if you go back and look at their schedule, Hulk is nowhere anywhere on their schedule. That doesn't mean anything, though. No, but I'm just saying. Just drop that on there fucking real quick. But, but if you go back and look at it, I mean, it just... I you got to wonder what they want to do with Hulk. But they, if, whatever they're going to do, they're not letting anybody in on it, is what it comes down to. Why can't they figure the Hulk out, man? I don't get it. Like, what, what's so hard about making a good Hulk movie? I like The Incredible Hulk with uh, What's-His-Nuts. Ed Jr.? That's, pretty, that's a decent movie. Yeah, it's very decent. And they act like that's not part, or maybe they do. I, I don't know if that's considered part of this. Uh, that's why I'm wondering, are they going to sit there and basically, is it going to be, uh, is it going to be like where Hulk's in space or are they going to go and do this? You know what I mean? They, I, I got to wonder what their plans are right now. It's gotten me wondering. Who knows? Anyway, I, I was kind of fucking super bummed that, just didn't fucking like it like everybody's saying it's oh no i i have really enjoyed this movie but i'm not sitting there saying this is the best out of all of them no i'm sorry i'm a big fan of the first x-men movie uh i'm a big fan of the uh, sam raimi spider-man movies i thought they were better Uh, i'm a big fan i think the first avengers movie was just completely crazy and awesome i miss thor Honestly, Thor is that Iron weird Man. fuck. I don't know. I'm done talking about Avengers or Avengers and babysitting. Avengers, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Avengers, Captain America, whatever you want to call it. It's it is what it is. I did not like it at all. Okay. What, what was the daughter's thumbs up? I'm oh, sure. she she loved it. She absolutely loved it. But again, I think it was all because of Spider Man. Spider Man. 
Yeah, I think that's, and I have to agree with her. I think that's with me. It, I couldn't agree more with her. Uh, that was the reason why I enjoyed it so much. So basically, if they ever made a fucking Spider-Man Phantasm crossover, your daughter would produce that movie. Yes. <laughs> she, she would, would probably be, break. In her mind, it would happen. <laughs> I would watch that. Oh, yeah. Fighting off flying spears everywhere. Anyway, fucking we're done. What do you got for next week, Tim? Um, I didn't say it to you beforehand, and I probably should have. I was wondering if you would be cool with me doing I Spit on Your Grave 2 and 3. Sure, I've seen those, yeah. I have not, and I've been wanting to watch both of those since i seen the first remake. Oh, you're t- oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I've wanted to see the second and third one to see if I actually liked it, like the first, uh, like the remake that I liked. Yeah, I like the remake too. I I can't remember anything about the second one, but I I know what I think about the third one. Yeah, I want to see the third one, see what I think of the third because they they bring Very her strange. back. She comes back in the third one. Yeah. Um, I am going to do like I said earlier, Phase Four about killer ants. Maybe Ant Man will show up. I hope. <laughs> That'd be Need pretty to- awesome. Need to find a copy of Phase 4. I'll see if it's on TV or something, too. Yeah, get a hold of Out of Print Dan. Get you a copy of The Sentinel, too. I wanted to do that soon. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, Civil War, man. I think people should go see it. It's a fun movie. Yeah, I would recommend it's... it. I'm just saying, I for me, that movie. Yeah, and I understand the points you bring up. The arguments I, I don't, I don't up. think like you'd have to recommend that. People are just going to go see it regardless. Yeah, but again, like I said, if you're going to sit me down and say, is this the best Marvel movie? No, no, not by far. It just It's not that. None maybe of the I Captain America the, movies are. Maybe I just hit the point of, like, this... Too I'm, saturated? No, I'm stepping. I'm stepping out of this fucking comic book. You know, uh, gotta, or you're st- you, or you're becoming that comic book geek that once. No, uh, I don't want to be that guy. That guy sucks. You you're so you want your Mojo movie, or you I want, do want your, my goddamn Mojo. You want your Baron Zemo to be Baron Zemo. Yeah. Do you ever think of that though? No, I want my. I've, I've always wanted to. Even before these comic book movies started to happen, like Mojo is like my, my fucking jam. I love that dude. He's like a crazy, outer space Vince McMahon that <laughs> 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 has no spine and he's just a gelatinous job of the hut looking thing with wires that runs a planet that's addicted to TV. Who doesn't want that? Come on. Yeah, I, I, I I'm looking forward to the X Men movie though. Maybe, maybe. Oh, I forgot to ask you. What was the post credits? Did did you stay? I because I saw the yeah. one where it was just like, well, uh, Bucky, you got no arms, so we're gonna put you fucking under. We're gonna put yeah, it's the, 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 basically the setup Black Panther. I want that movie. That guy was great. Yeah, to put that in cement that that's happening. But I looked at Josh and I was like, because you know they pan out and it's like this jungle place. I'm like, did they just introduce the Savage Lands? <laughs> yeah, basically. I was like, cool, the X-Men are going to cross over with the fucking Avengers. Uh, but I got to wonder, too, uh, Craven? Maybe he'll show up. But uh, Dude, that guy's cool. Who could play Craven? Uh, well, Freddie Mercury's dead, so. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, because we got the Doctor Strange trailer. Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson could As play Craven. Craven. 
I'm still saying Jeffrey Dean Morgan should have been Doctor Strange. I'll take him as Craven. Uh, not bad. Not bad. I will take. Or Clive Owen could be a good fucking Craven. Yeah, he could. If he took it serious, I'm not sure he takes anything serious anymore. But if Gerard Butler can, grow that's who his, I meant. Not, well, Gerard Butler can grow his beard like he did for 300. He could be Craven. Oh man, who else is out there in the fucking Spider-Man universe that could? Moon Knight needs to show up. <laughs> Moon Knight needs to be in the fucking. Moon, they need. They need to have a Moon Knight show or fucking. I don't know. They're uh, Moon Knight needs his own series. They need to have like. A Netflix series of Iron Man and Power Fist, but make it like super funky seventies. Well, didn't they say they were I talking think... about a series with Power Fist? Well, I think or Iron Fist. I'm sorry, Iron Fist and Power Man. Uh, Luke Cage got his own series on Netflix is coming, and The Punisher is gonna. But uh, I'm like The Punisher's my man. Don't fuck that one up. And I, I haven't watched Daredevil season two to see if that guy's any good or not, but. Dolph, G- G- Dolph's still around. I said, you, the <laughs> kindergarten cop too. But Which the only reason I won't watch is because it's asking me to download stuff. Oh, fuck. The- yeah, Dano sent me that link last night, and I was like, oh, this is going to Tim. Yeah, I was I was going to immediately watch that, and it's like, you need Adobe Flash Player. It's like, I already have that. Yeah, don't fucking do that shit. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're going to run up on a tangent here. But now, yeah, I was going to say the second thing that was after the credits was Spider-Man. And basically, Aunt May. So the second one? Yeah, Aunt May comes in and she's like, so. Catch you got Spider-Man a... jerking it? That'd be hilarious. No, she's like, you got in a fight? He's like, yeah, it was a really, really big guy. And there was a couple of them. And he's, she brings in the ice for his eye and then she leaves and it shows like this. In his wristband, I you could like it's like Iron Man's computer, but as Spider Man's head, his mask mm-hmm. shows up on his ceiling from this light coming out of his wristband now. So and it's like a bat signal. Basically, it's kind of like I would guess like Ed Stark gave him like a little technology or whatever. Basically, I did like how Tony Stark said, "Okay, you're done here. You, you, this is way too much for you know a kid. You got to go. You're done." Yeah, we don't want you to get fucking. I could handle a, a fucking goofy Ant Man Spider Man crossover. Why not? Yeah, fuck it. Anyway, we got the pip, sir. Uh, you can always find me here at Bloodbath and Boomsticks. When I'm not here, you can find me at GrossMovieReviews.com. Uh, I got nothing to pimp. Marvel, uh, call me. I want the long shot. I, I've got the fucking long shot Mojo movie ready to go. Fast track at some of a bitch, and uh, stop shitting on your bad guys, Marvel. We're out of here. <laughs> Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The party's over. Tomorrow starts the same old thing again Let me tell you of the days of high adventure Is this it, priest? The Pope's new army? A few crusty bitches and a handful of ragtags? I know, Bill. We swore this was a battle between warriors. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.